Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. The United Nations making predictions that by 2050 we will be 9.7 billion people. If all these people get educated, get technologically empowered, 9.7 billion people or nearly 10 billion people on this planet is for sure going to be a disaster. Yes. We can make arrangements and arrangements, we can improve the arrangements, we can make more energy-saving machines, we can recycle the shit. Step aside, skim milk, you're done, almond milk. There might be a new milk coming to town and it's about to crawl right into the dairy aisle at the supermarket. Cockroach milk. Scientists are saying cockroach milk could be one of the most nutritious things you can drink. I am not a bigot. I am not a science denier. Cockroach milk is so much more sustainable and nutritious than real milk. I am a good global citizen who gets his recommended daily dosage of vitamin TV. The planet is dying because I exist. The good grown-ups on the TV screen are trying to help us solve this hashtag climate crisis by helping us sterilize ourselves and eat sustainable nutrient-fortified vegan kibble so our sick, sad, dying mommy earth can feel all better. I'm going to ask my wife's boyfriend if it is socially acceptable to consume cockroach milk as an ethical vegan and animal rights activist. Discovered cockroach milk has four times as much protein as cow's milk. Four times as much. Yes. We can do all this, no matter what we create, no matter how much we strive, whether whatever we build, everything is going to be insufficient because the planet is going to be insufficient. I was in a conference and uh, I said, see, unless you Unless you reduce the human footprint on the planet, there is no solution for anything. Then they asked me a brilliant question, how do you reduce the human footprint? I said, you have to reduce the number of feet. <laughs> That's the only way. <laughs> I am not saying children are bad, they are wonderful, but it's just too many. We as human beings, we are wonderful, but we are too many. We are so many that the insect population is going down. No, no, it's not a joke, it's very... it's very threatening. If the insect population disappears, the planet will be destroyed. Yes, the worms disappear, the planet will be destroyed. If you and me disappear, planet will flourish.
our life expectancy has improved. This means we have taken death into our hands. When we take death into our hands, it is our business to take birth also into our hands, isn't it? I feel so empowered on my vegan climate activist hero's journey. We are all one. I am a highly evolved god who evolved from cosmic pond scum. We are all god. I am you and you are me, we're a happy family that needs to save its dying mommy from our toxic exhalations by taking hashtag climate action now with the more evolved good grown-ups at governments, banks, and global corporations to help educate us how to get rid of ourselves and all the toxic extra human baby feet to decrease our atrocious carbon footprints and save the planet and evolution from ourselves because we are all one. We're standing here, for this is an emergency. We're standing here, for all that we hold dear. We're standing here, for beauty and diversity. And we're standing in the love that binds us all. And we Climate change tops the environmental agenda at present. We all know that every additional person will need to use some carbon energy, if only for firewood for cooking, and will therefore create more carbon dioxide. Similarly, we can all see that every extra person is or will an extra victim of climate change. I meet no one who privately disagrees that population growth is a problem. No one except flat earthers, can deny that that planet is finite. We can all see it in that beautiful picture from our Earth, of our Earth taken from the Apollo mission. Every one of these global problems, social as well as environmental, becomes more difficult and ultimately impossible to solve with ever more people. Thank you. I am so glad the good grown-ups like David Attenborough and Prince Philip, friend of philanthropist Jimmy Savile, and the father of Prince Andrew, close friend of champion of science and philanthropist Jeffrey Epstein, are helping find solutions to all the extra people who need to stop existing. The hashtag climate crisis make me so sad. The totally real death threats from the climate are so scary and I need the good government grown-ups to fix it and give 16-year-old human shield Greta her future back. He promoted this on television and, and he went around all the agricultural shows and he had a... Tr I mean, he was a one-man thing and it had a tremendous effect. It reduced it from 3% to 1%. But one of the things he said to the farmers, he said, look, you don't need all these children, it's ridiculous. You've got to feed them all, clothe them all, educate them all, and, and look after their health. So have a few. And then if you want to go on entertaining yourself, have a vasectomy. Oh, yes. Well, how do I do that? Well, I'll organize it for you. We'll, 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 we'll have buses running into Bangkok on the king's birthday, very auspicious day. And you will go into, and he took over a whole lot of school halls and that sort of thing. And he, and then they had, he showed me a photograph of all these beds and everything, and people went in and they, and I said, but how did they take it? 
Well, he said they didn't like being seen to have the operation. Oh, I said, really, how do you do that? I had visions of you know, putting up. Oh, he said, it's quite simple. I blindfolded them. I am so glad that Jimmy Savile's royal friend, Prince Philip is helping all the extra people to not exist anymore. What vegan birth control method would you recommend? Vasectomy! Hell yeah, baby! You heard me, you heard me, you heard him! <laughs> well, get on board! Come on! Yes, I mean? love you guys. Why should the women have to take oh, no, no, no. I feel so empowered by the vasectomy I got from Dr. Gregor. We must help governments and media educate more people on the benefits of not having families or property, not eating real meat or animal foods, and living in smart city coffin apartment cubbies. Don't screw the planet! Don't screw the planet! The Earth will be so happy and healthy if we eat sustainable nutrient-fortified vegan smart kibble that the good grown-ups at the transnational banks and corporations share with us. You see, Fred's kids are millennials. They've just surpassed baby boomers to become the largest generation in American history. And they've all been moving back to the cities. But there are only so many houses and cars that can fit in a city. And this is where the sharing economy comes in. We now have these powerful computers, smartphones, in our hands. I love sharing and do not hate science. The good grown-up champions of science like Jeffrey Epstein and his friends Bill Gates and Prince Andrew know what's best for me and the planet. I can't wait for the nice happy healthy corporate global technocratic government to ration and share resources with us. I wish I could help poor 16-year-old human shield Greta Thunberg to find a carbon-neutral ride back to Europe from America so she can meddle in the elections over there and save the planet from the extra people causing the totally real and not made-up hashtag climate crisis. That led Greta Thunberg to take to social media to call for help. She said, I've tra traveled around halfway around the world but in the wrong way and now she's looking for a way to cross back in the Atlantic uh, by this COP25 summit now in Madrid. We have tons of time to turn things around. Well, not tons, but enough. Assuming we all act now. Last month, um, we had an ant problem at my house. This is going to sound strange, but I felt somewhat in awe of their teamwork. In fact, spire ants are experts at teamwork. They're pretty tiny, right? But when faced with large challenges like crossing a river, hundreds or thousands of fire ants can work together to build structures out of their own bodies, like rafts. As a result, they can carry the entire colony across the river. Collectively, they do what is necessary to save the entire group. We too can work together. Rejoice. I've found a solution to Greta's transportation problem that will get her to Europe and help decrease our atrocious carbon footprint that's killing poor mommy Earth and stealing poor little Prince Philip, Greta, and Bill Gates' futures. We must use the extra people's surplus human bodies to make a giant raft that can bring this brave, 16-year-old human shield back to Europe so she can help the good grown-ups at the global banks and corporations create the happy sustainable totalitarian world government to fight the hashtag climate crisis that is our fault because we exist. Nature provides the answers and the wisdom of children will guide us on our journey to sustainability on our renewable carbon neutral giant human corpse raft.
of the things humans fear most is that we will be powerful beyond our belief. I am empowered beyond my belief to take hashtag climate action against myself to save the planet from myself by drinking cockroach milk, eating vegan kibble, putting the pee pee in the poo poo, and sterilizing myself. I am not deceived. I am not being programmed to self-destruct by toxic weaponized pop culture. I'm going to ask my wife's boyfriend if this sustainable giant human corpse raft is vegan friendly. How do you do that? I've had visions of, you know, putting up... Oh, he says it's quite simple. I blindfolded them. <laughs> What's up, bigots? What you guys think? <laughs> Ariana's responding to me from the other room. <laughs> now Ariana and Ryder want to join the stream. They're getting put to bed. What's up, everybody? My mic working? Here, let me adjust the brightness on the screen here. I think we're good. Look at all you bigots in the chat. Aaron the Big Black Dude, Garland Farms, Barefoot Nick, Naomi415, Harry Sepanos, Crispy Johnson, WT, Vitaly. What's up, everybody? What's happening, everybody? Boy, do we have a great show for you today. Boy, do we have a good show for you. We're going to teach you all about the hottest new way to have a body. In the new normal, we're going to talk about new ideals for the new normal, how to be a good global citizen. We're going to talk about men's body image, realistic men's body image, body image, <laughs> dumb, what a dumb saying, <laughs> oh, we're talking dad bods today, we're talking dad bods. But first, we're going to have to, we've got some administrative things to take care of. We got some administrative things to take care of first. Hope everybody is enjoying their day today. What is it? August 28th. August 28th today. Almost the end of August. We're just waiting for, I can't wait for November to come around. But not... <laughs> well, there's certain things that are going to happen in November that are going to freaking suck. But I can't wait for November because that's when the rainy season is definitely kicking hard here. Because this is dry. Look at all this dry grass outside. It's all dry. It's all dry. We don't get as much milk when it's not full of... Uh, we don't have good pasture. We don't have good rain. So I'm excited for that. I'm not excited for some other things that are definitely going to be going down around that time. All right. Got a bunch of people in the chat. What's up, everybody? Remember, the best way to support, just like, oh, there we go, Joe Wags. Just like Joe Wags. Support now. Let's see if this actually... Joe Wags sent $25 donation via Streamlabs. Thanks, Joe Wags. Says, just ordered the Carnivore Cookbook as a present for my dad's birthday. Super excited to get my coffee. Uh, love you, man. Right on. Hey, I'm stoked. I'm excited for you to get your coffee as well. Very happy that you uh, supporting the work that we do here. 
guys, if you haven't checked out already, if you haven't even, if you haven't already checked out the carnivore cookbook, zero carb recipes for people who really love animals. Actually, it's not even zero carb. There's several recipes that show you how to use some animal-based carbohydrates. Because as we've always said here, carbohydrates are not inherently bad. It's about the context. A lot of people getting this book are using it for a more carnivorous or ketogenic-leaning carnivore diet. But remember, you don't have to eat carnivore to be healthy. You don't have to avoid all carbs altogether to be healthy. So that's why we actually included some recipes using carbohydrates in there. So thanks a lot for support and appreciate that. Best way to support the stream, guys, via the Super Chats is going to be the Streamlabs link. Let me just uh, let me put that Streamlabs link. Where is that? Let me find this link for you. I'll put it in the chat right now. That's the best way to support. You guys want to continue to enjoy content like this? You want us to keep making it? Support the dang streams. And wear your masks. Wear your masks. Wear your freaking masks. Mandatory muzzles. The World Health Organization. And the good grown-ups. But the IMF want you to be safe. They just want you to be safe. They just want to help you. They just want to help us all to be happy and healthy by wearing our masks. How hard is it? How hard is it to wear a mask every day, everywhere you go, and inside your house for the rest of your life? How hard is it to put on a mask before you have sex? How difficult is it to just socially isolate yourself from the rest of the world and interface with all of reality from your smartphone for the rest of your life? You guys, you're so self, most of you viewers, most of you watching, I see you in the chat. Most of you are very selfish. You're very selfish. You're not willing to give up the little comforts that are just so insignificant, like you know, being able to own property, right? Oh, I want to own property. Oh, oh, I don't want my children to be taken away from me and put in internment camps where they're kept in plastic bubbles and taught lies all day long and fed all sorts of degenerating kibble and degenerating worldviews. All you people just get a grip, right? It's just a mask. It's just, it's just two weeks, right? Two more weeks and the curve is going to be flat. Two weeks to flatten the curve. Just wear the mask. How hard is it? Okay? Here. I'll help you. I'll help inspire you. All you friggin' non-entity, non-essentials in the chat right here. All you non-essentials. We're going to learn some lessons today from some of the good grown-ups. Okay? Are you guys listening? I hope you're paying attention. Why am I not getting... Why am I not getting my notification? We've got a super chat here from Aaron, the big black dude. Two bucks says, did you see LG's rechargeable air purifier mask? No. <laughs> Is that a joke? LG's rechargeable air purifier mask. That's insane. That's ridiculous. But like I said before, because, you know, we're, we're here, we're on YouTube. Good global citizens. I mean, LG just wants to protect you. <laughs> Making you wear the air purifier masks all day long. Come on, everybody. Come on. All right, let's see. Why is... I'm having all sorts of issues with my Streamlabs lately. I get, I get the Super Chats. I see them, but it's not feeding them through. Let's make sure the alerts are coming through. We've got to see these alerts. Let's see. Let's send guys, guys, 
If you want to if you want the big, to the big man, the big daddy. Okay, there we go. We got that one. That one was working. with the conditions? Gotta change these conditions. Sure, we'll do it like that. Alright. Hopefully this works now. <laughs> Alright, so we've got we've got all sorts of uh, of announcements, but we of course we have to take care of the essential business, right? So we've got to bring you the essentials message. The message from the essentials, the good grown-ups, the good grown-ups at governments and media who just want us to be healthy and happy. They've got a message for us via the great organization, the totally legitimate organization, um, the United Nations. Where is this? Here we go. Every day, I carry two things with me everywhere I go. Hand sanitizer, so that I can keep my hands clean, and a mask, so that I can protect myself and others from COVID-19. World Mask Week starts on Friday, and today, WHO is launching our new Wear a Mask Challenge, and I'm urging you all to keep wearing a mask that covers your nose, mouth, and chin. Keep physical distancing. Keep cleaning your hands. Keep away from big crowds. And keep covering your mouth and nose when you cough. Do it. Let, let me just step in. So this is this amazing man right here. Professional, medical professional, uh, essential person. Uh, n never got a degree in medicine, never worked in medicine in his life, appointed, unelected, but appointed the head of the WHO. He, before this, he was working really hard as a revolutionary, as a uh, Ethiopian, member of his, an Ethiopian communist revolutionary group, a violent communist revolutionary group. Uh, Tedros is, is just letting you know how you can be healthy, right? So hand sanitizer, remember, Purell. All the time, all the time, everywhere. Mouth, ears, eyes, Purell, right? So I just touched my eyes, so I'm gonna Purell those after the show, right? But I'm just demonstrating. If I did have Purell on my hands, like there, on the tongue and stuff, like inside gums, right? Get it everywhere. You wanna swish with it. Um, so yeah, remember, masks, Purell, and you'll be good. Do it. All. Do we it all. all need to play a role in breaking the chains of transmission and bringing this pandemic under control. By wearing a mask, you're not only protecting yourself, you're sending a message of solidarity mm. and protecting other people, especially those most vulnerable to the virus. See, when look, you, by, look, you're helping. You're protecting yourself, okay? You're sending a message of solidarity, and that's the most important thing. Look, yes, you're protecting yourself. Yes, you're protecting others. Staying home saves lives, right? Destroying your former way of life is how you save lives, okay? Okay, remember this, but also it's very important to show solidarity. The children need to understand that their faces are constantly putting the world in threat. 
right? Children need to understand that they're basically little bipedal bioweapons cruising around, spreading toxic germs, toxic masculinity, if they haven't had that already taken care of, if you know what I mean, right? Toxic masculinity, toxic germs, viruses everywhere. Every time you breathe, CO2, greenhouse gases, bad for the planet, mama earth, sad, okay? Sad, mm, sad face, right? Tears from mother earth. We need to show solidarity with the children so that they know that they also need to wear masks and be afraid of each other. We can't get in groups anymore. That's done, right? No, I mean, there's no need to anyways. We have everything we need now, right? You've got Beyond Burgers, Impossible Burgers. They'll deliver those right to your house. you got Pornhub delivered right to your house, right? So you've got everything you need socially, everything you need physically right there. You're good. Stay home, save lives, wear masks. And protecting other people, especially those most vulnerable to the virus. Whether you're wearing a medical mask as you care for someone that's sick, or wearing a three-layered fabric mask as you use public transport, pick up groceries, or are in crowded areas. Show off your masks by joining the Wear a Mask Challenge. Take a photo or a video of yourself wearing a mask. Share it on your social media and nominate friends to do the mask challenge. There we go. So we got, we're doing the mask challenge, guys. Put a face diaper on. Take a picture of yourself. And the next step is really, is this is the hardest part. This is the really revolutionary part. Tag people. Tag your friends. Tag people. Share it on social media. Solidarity. All right, look, this is, this is a new world. This is activism. This is activism. And if you don't do this, then you hate everything. Right? You're irresponsible, you're mean, you're bad, bigot, racist, all those things, right? Remember, this guy, look at him. Look at him. He's BIPOC. This is, this is, this is not just a, uh, you know, some like toxic masculinity, terrible, normal politician. Look at him. You can trust this guy. He's from Africa. He's an accent. He's not white. He's, we're, you can trust this guy. You know you can. The ones that can end this pandemic. And if you don't trust them, then what's wrong with you? What the hell's wrong with you? What are you, what are you scared? You're afraid to wear a mask? Ooh, you're afraid you won't look so cool while you're wearing your mask all day? You, oh, you're afraid that you're going to get lung infections from breathing in all the bacteria crap that you're supposed to be breathing out all the time? You, you, you think you're going to have you know, decreased oxygen, oxygen somehow is like bad for you? Right? Or, I mean, what are you afraid of? Right? What, what do you, if, you're, if you don't want to wear a mask, basically you have, you're a psychopath. You probably have a tiny penis and you're afraid that people will realize you have a tiny penis because you're wearing a mask. And it's fine. Having a tiny penis is fine. In fact, most women really, really like men who have a tiny penis. They tell those men that all the time. Okay? They like it. So don't even worry about it. So wear a mask. Do it all. Save lives. Wear a mask, right? Just wear it. The same one, over and over again. Every day, just the cloth mask. Look, if you have a spare, like an old diaper, a used diaper, 
Um, use that. It's just, it's really easy. That's all you have to do. Simple. All right, so thank you. That was the WHO. Just making sure, you know, we stay monetized here on YouTube. Making sure we don't get kicked off. Kicked off the YouTubes. And that, I think that's the, the only announcement we have thus far. Let me, let me come over here. Yes. No, wait, one more. One more. One more. So this is, uh, actually, maybe we should just skip this one. Maybe we'll just skip this one. Let's come back over here. We've got, we've got this example on how to properly wear a mask. Here's an example, how to properly wear a mask, just so in case you're watching, you don't understand how masks work. Right, just cover your face up. Cover the mouth, cover the nose. The less you can breathe, the better. Right, the dirtier the mask, the better. It's about solidarity. It's about protection. And I feel safe if you wear a mask, but if you don't, I don't. Okay? Right. Okay, so masks. Wearing the mask. Wearing the mask. Toxic mask. Ulinity. Mask, ulinity. Jessica's here with me. She thinks that picture's gross. I do. <laughs> Just put the kids to bed. Put the kids to bed and emerged victorious. So, here we go. Here we go. There's an interesting post. Allie, who's a member of our forum over at PrimalEdgeHealth.com. Allie is a member. You guys make sure to become a member at PrimalEdgeHealth.com slash membership. There's a link in the description down below. She posted this image from some acquaintance of hers on the Twitter. I'm an ICU nurse. We have zero COVID-19 patients in our unit. What we do have, a big increase in patients with antibiotic-resistant pulmonary staph infections. People wearing filthy masks all day, and the bacteria living in our noses and mouth get stuck in a warm, moist stew in masks. So, um, hmm. Hmm, what do you think's going on here? What do you think's going on here? All right, so you've got an increase in pulmonary staph infections. <sighs> an Illinois nurse tells me hospitals are now seeing an increase in severe COVID-like illness symptoms, but it's bacterial bronchitis. Some patients even needing ICU and vent support. What do we think that could possibly be attributed to? And then a response from Texan First, RN here. We also are seeing an increase in staph infections on the face and around the mouth. Huh. Wow. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Right, so we're being told, wear your mask all day. We're being told, accept this dehumanization. We're being told, your children are bad for the planet. No matter where you live, you got to wear the masks. You got to wear the masks. The same rhetoric, the same nonsense being rolled out in all these different countries. This is what we're seeing. People going freaking nuts. People going freaking nuts physically and people's health being destroyed physically as well. 
And we've got a huge problem now with trash, all the masks piling up everywhere, all this trash everywhere. I don't know. I don't know, guys. What do you think? What do you think? How, how much longer? How many more two-week sessions? How many more, how many more two weeks do we have to flatten the curve? Is the curve almost flat? When is it going to be totally flattened? Okay, good global citizens. Our mask lecture is over. <laughs> the mask lecture is over. All right, so we've got toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity. We've got wearing masks makes you sexy. <laughs> Remember, men who wear masks are sexier, according to U.S. women. So the science clearly shows us that men who wear masks are sexier. We're being told that this is good, this is great, you're saving everybody, this is just solidarity. Just got to do this forever. I mean for two weeks. I mean forever. I mean for two weeks. Uh, what did I say from the beginning? What did we say in the very beginning of this freaking madness? Once you give up that power, once these people get that power, they never give it back. And just like after 2001, what happened with a complete change, an overhaul of every way of our life as far as surveillance goes, this is the extension of that. All right? This comes from the same think tanks, the same big mega corporations. This is the extension of that surveillance grid. This is the extension of this global technocratic grid that is about total domination and control and complete surveillance of everything, of everything. So wear your masks, distance, social distance. What is this preparing us for? What is this getting us ready for? Well, let me see. I got something of, where did that go? Here we go. What is this getting us ready for? What is the Great Reset? We keep talking about the Great Reset here. We've talked about this in several streams now. The Great Reset, the World Economic Forum, we've been talking about not just an overhaul of the economic system, but an overhaul of every single system that we live within. An overhaul of the way we live our lives. They've been talking about this for a while now. We talked about the Great Reset. And this is from, this is an, expert, an excerpt from Klaus Schwab and Thierry Malheureux. COVID-19, The Great Reset. This book came out recently. In one form or another, social and physical distancing measures are likely to persist after the pandemic itself subsides, justifying the decision in many companies from different industries to accelerate automation. After a while, the enduring concerns about technological unemployment will recede as societies emphasize the need to restructure the workplace in a way that minimizes close human contact. This is how arrogant these people are. This is how arrogant these people are. They do not care. These people will tell you right to your face exactly what's going on. They published this. They published this. This is recently published. I think this book came out like two or three months ago. Klaus Schwab who also wrote another book called The Fourth Industrial Revolution. 
which I've kind of been picking through and taking some notes on as well. So he says, indeed, automation technologies are particularly well-suited to a world in which human beings can't get too close to each other or are willing to reduce their interactions. Willing to reduce their interactions. Our lingering and possibly lasting fear of being infected with a virus, COVID-19 or another, will thus speed the relentless march of automation, particularly in the fields most susceptible to automation. Our lingering and possibly lasting fear of being infected with a virus, COVID-19 or another, or any, anything, everything. We could just, we could just make people afraid of everything now, right? We got the green light. And the longer people accept this, the longer people keep bowing down to this nonsense, the more this can continue. It openly says they're moving towards, they're engineering us to accept a world in which we are afraid of human contact, where we're afraid of human interaction, we're afraid of being around other people, and we see technology and automation as our savior. In 2016, two academics from Oxford came to the conclusion that up to 86% of jobs in restaurants, huh? Ooh, aren't those the ones that all just got closed? All those, aren't those the ones that all just got closed? 75% uh, of jobs in retail and 59% of jobs in entertainment could be automatized by 2035. These three industries are among the hardest hit by the pandemic. Oh, what a surprise. What a surprise. Hardest hit by the pandemic? You mean hardest hit by the guidelines? By the guidelines, by the shitty reaction, the engineered, controlled reaction that was planned long ahead of time, which just happens to coincide with the exact reaction you tried to elicit with the climate crisis, which everybody laughed off and mocked you for. Now, they're rolling this out. These three industries are among the hardest hit by the pandemic in which automating for reasons of hygiene and cleanliness will be a necessity that in turn will further accelerate the transition towards more tech and more digital. There is an additional phenomenon set to support the expansion of automation when economic distancing might follow social distancing. As countries turn inward and global companies shorten their super efficient but highly fragile supply chains, automation and robots that enable more local production while keeping costs down will be in great demand. See what they want to do. They want to regionalize production with corporate serfdom where the methods of producing these things are patented and held by global mega corporations that will then have little vassal states all around the world where regionalized production of goods using the machine that's owned by the global super state and by the technocratic elite will go down. So they say that, oh, this is gonna to be to shorten the, uh, the supply chain. We want local, they're gonna say we want local production. Local production means you're gonna have Foxconn world. Everybody's gonna live in freaking Walmart Foxconn world. <laughs> this is what these people mean. We all get to live like little Chinese Foxconn slaves making iPhones. Economic distancing. The process of automation was set in motion many years ago, but the critical issue, once again, relates to the accelerating pace of change and transition. The pandemic will fast forward the adoption and of automation in the workplace and the introduction of more robots in our personal and professional lives. All right, so the robots are gonna save you. Openly telling you that this is what we're engineering you for. This is what we are 
engineering your whole social sphere to move towards. From the onset of the lockdown, it became apparent that robots and AI were a natural alternative when human labor was not available. Furthermore, they were used whenever possible to reduce the health risks to human employees. The health risks which you told us existed. The health risks which people didn't even experience. Right, so this, this whole thing where they've freaked us all out, made us afraid of touching each other. How many of you out there know people who've, been, who've had their lives taken by this? How many of you know people who've been destroyed by this terrible, terrible, worst virus ever? It would justify us giving up contact with our family, putting our elderly in essentially euthanasia camps where they die alone. How many of you think that this is justified by this? At a time when physical distancing became an obligation, robots were deployed in places as different as warehouses, supermarkets, and hospitals in a broad range of activities, from shelf scanning, an area in which AI has made tremendous forays, to cleaning and, of course, robotic delivery, a soon-to-be-important component of healthcare supply chains that will, in turn, lead to the contactless delivery of groceries and other essentials. As for many other technologies that were on the distant horizon in terms of adoption, like telemedicine, businesses, consumers, and public authorities are now rushing to turbocharge the speed of adoption. And why is that? Because their economies have been shut down forcefully, small businesses have been forced closed, and governments and big banks have given massive bailouts to these huge corporations to then roll out this grid. This is abundantly obvious to everybody. And a lot of people are starting to stand up now. You see what happened in Germany. The court in Germany banned an upcoming demonstration, which I believe is happening tomorrow. Tomorrow in Germany. And what we're hearing is that two to six, maybe even more million people will be protesting in Berlin. Protesting against these draconian measures. Against the so-called new normal. This dehumanizing, disgusting new normal. I'm coming over here to the super chats. I got a couple super chats. Where's the rest of them? Where are the rest of you? Mandatory masks, mandatory super chats. We had one nice Streamlabs. Joe Wags, thanks for that Streamlabs, dude. Appreciate that again, man. You guys want more of this? You better support. You better support. I'm going on strike. I'm going on strike. No super chats. No streamies. No chatting, no streaming. Aaron the Big Black, dude. Thanks for that $2 super chat. Uh, Sid Meister sends two bucks. Says, Tristan, you're not an expert. You're not allowed an opinion. True, true. Is that your expert opinion? <laughs> All right, so in the conclusion of the book, page 247, Klaus Schwab's book, quote, there is no denying that the COVID-19 virus has more often than not been a personal catastrophe for the millions affected by it and for their families and communities. However, at a global level, if viewed in terms of the percentage of the global population affected, the coronavirus is so far one of the least deadly pandemics the world has ever experienced over the last 2,000 years. It's just mocking us. In all likelihood, unless the pandemic evolves in an unforeseen way, the consequences of COVID-19 in terms of health and mortality will be mild compared to previous pandemics. At the end of June 2020, COVID has killed less than 0.006% of the world population. To put this low figure into context, the Spanish flu killed 2.7% of the world's population. And HIV, AIDS, <laughs> HIV slash AIDS, a whole other, whole other story there, 0.6%. Mm. 
Okay. So we need to change everything about our lives, have economic distancing and social distancing forever, and have full-on automation. And it just happens that all the jobs that Klaus Schwab, the World Economic Forum, which is basically a global consortium of economic elite that meet in Davos yearly and discuss global policy. Somehow, all these jobs that they had already earmarked for elimination, for automation, just happen to be forced closed. And they're now telling us that they're going to have to force close these maybe indefinitely because it's just too dangerous for us to eat in a restaurant. It's too dangerous for you to have parties anymore. You have to stay at home and wait till your pent-up rage is poked and prodded and ignited by mass media events to then send you out into the streets so that you can astroturf the next stage of the fake revolution to bring about more technocracy, more military, and technological control over all aspects of our lives. Get it? You guys get it? You understand now? Do you understand? Okay. All right. So there's there's some of the serious stuff, but you know, I mean, we've got every single aspect of our lives under change now. Every aspect of our lives being changed and they're telling us, oh, it's because the virus is doing this. Climate change is doing this. Overpopulation is doing this. <laughs> yeah, but we're, our consent is being manufactured. We are being herded. You're being herded like animals to move in a certain direction, to respond in certain ways to stimulus around it. And that's what's happening. And unfortunately, unfortunately, not a lot of people are pushing back against this up till now. But it seems like there is some hope. There is some hope. Not in the world, right? We're not gonna, like there's not ultimate hope and salvation for the world, right? You don't get salvation in the world. We're not gonna get some some political savior that's gonna just make everything okay. <laughs> that's that's not how it goes. But at least people are starting to question things. At least people are starting to move towards producing their own food. Right? Many of us are moving in the opposite direction that we are being herded. Right? Many of us are teaching our children real skills. A lot of people are being forced into homeschool by a lot of these new regulations. Homeschooling, homesteading. These are some benefits, some good things that are kind of coming out of this. More people are saying, you know what, I need to do this. We need to be producing some of our own food. We need to be sourcing our food locally and have good relationships with the producers of our food. We need to stop relying on imports and exports. Now, most of the protein that people ate 60 years ago, right in the 1940s, 1950s, came from their own yards. Most people produced at least some of the protein that they were eating, if not most of the protein they were eating. 70, 80 years ago. Now it's a completely different story. We've been disconnected from our food supply. We've been disconnected from these supply chains. And now we're being told that it's so dangerous to even touch anything involved in the supply chain. Research and markets. Global Newswire, globenewswire.com says, agricultural robots in 2020 coronavirus pandemic has accelerated the adoption of robotics and automation technologies in agriculture. 
Right? Because what these people want, these people want is to move towards a situation where everything is planted by drone and harvested by drone. In a very dehumanizing system of food production where most of the food we eat is artificial. And these ideas are not new. They're not new at all. It's about changing the image that we have of who we are and of what we're doing here. And this all ties in with transhumanism as well. Technology as the savior. So all these articles constantly being pumped out. We got paper, papermag.com, meet 2020's real life cyborgs. Oh, look at these real life cyborgs. It's amazing. Look, this guy's got a fake hand. Check out this boomer, he's got a fake hand. He's like Luke Skywalker. He's holding a fake hand, it's like his lightsaber, bro. Look at him all wired up. Look at all those little science stickers all over him. All those little electrodes, little science electrodes, reading his vital signs and sciencing them. Right, reading the vital signs in his boomer fluids and making sure that all the boomer fluids are in balance. Perfect balance of all hormones in this boomer fluid. Sophia the robot, given citizenship in Saudi Arabia. Right, giving a, a robot was given citizenship in Saudi Arabia. Look at this dude. This dude looks so sad. The guy looks so zonked on drugs. And it gets sold to us like, oh, look, it's cool. This guy got his arm blown off. We're going to give him a new arm. This is what we need to do. We're helping people. And of course, yeah, that sounds good. Help people who, you know, paraplegics to walk. People with brain injuries. We, we have ways that we can help them. <laughs> but this is how it gets sold to us for adoption. Just like how television got sold. Oh, this is a good thing to teach virtues to your children. Look at Leave it to Beaver. Check out Leave it to Beaver. We've got virtues that can be taught to our children via this beautiful teleradio device that we could put into our home. It's gonna be so nice. Right, but then gradually, the real use of the technology to steer culture, to drive culture, to engineer your worldview, to engineer your behavior, becomes apparent with a slow boil. The dog doesn't know it's being, the frog rather, doesn't know it's being boiled. It doesn't even know. Has no idea. We've got a super chat here. Doorman, Doorman360, via Streamlabs. All right, Streamlabs is not sending them. But I see it because I got the Streamlabs thing pulled up. I might actually have to not, I might have to change my OBS to not use the normal OBS, but to use the stupid Streamlabs version, which is worse. But it's okay. It's worth it for you guys. Because I want your things to pop up on the screen. We'll figure it out. Doorman360 donates five bucks via the Streamlabs. Guys, that's the best way to do it. Super Chats via YouTube are great. That's what keeps our channel afloat. But we are transitioning over to Streamlabs. The inevitable complete demonetization is, I'm sure, incoming. So Streamlabs, very easy. That's the best way to do it. And they don't take a cut like YouTube does. Doorman360 sends five bucks. Says, I will eat the bugs, live in pods, get the stabbies, and we'll dance my troubles away at the gay disco. <laughs> Dang. All right. So you, you, that's a, you are a good global citizen. I, you don't even need to tell me, but I know you're wearing your face diaper. Real Big Nuts donates 20 bucks. You can have an abortion, but church isn't safe. 
Must close. Forever, bigots. Forever. Yeah. Forever, bigots. All right, so automation coming in. We're being told that, look at all these cyborgs. These people, aren't they so cool? Look at that. Don't you just want to be a cyborg? Don't you want to become an iPhone? Look. Look at this lady. She is such a happy lady. <laughs> the freaking mannequin. What is this? Yeah. Uh, it's like the uh, Sophia, the robot seamstress version. <laughs> Look at this shitty little picture it's drawing, too. <laughs> We've got this robot, this anthropomorphized robot with a pen in its hand, doing like stipple drawings with a pen. <laughs> this, is, this is your future. A retarded mannequin with plastic dead eyes as a robot drawing a shitty ass picture. You know, all you all you uh, vegan gains fans in the chats right now, that's stop cooming. That's just a it's just a mannequin. It's just a mannequin. <laughs> right, but that's that you're gonna get trained, you're gonna be trained to be like sexually aroused by these things. It's like in the, the, the Blade Runner reboot in 2049 where his, his best friend, his girlfriend is a consumer electronic device that basically seduces him and knows everything about him and manipulates him to following along with the plot of the film. Isn't that weird? So paper, paper magazine. Telfar Clemens knows the future is a flash sale. I guess this is, they're all about the, this is all about the uh, fashion here. It's like Lady Gaga. Look at the ad, yeah. Black Trans Lives Matter. Black Trans Lives Matter. Where, oh, yeah, right there. There you go. Harkening back to the, the image of the, you know, the World War II, World War II propaganda. Right, so the, all this propaganda, it's the same imagery we've seen for years. Same imagery we've seen for years. Black trans lives matter. Here's a uh, here's BBC Future. Why the post-natural age could be strange and beautiful. Oh, look at that. We photoshopped weird little eyes onto a cat and made it look like it has big ears. And in the future, you're going to be able to you'll just design whatever cool pet you want. Hey, do you want like a cool cat with big bat ears? You could design that. Do you want to have a pet gerbil with a human vagina? You can design that. <laughs> do, you, do you want <laughs> whatever you want? You can design it. You can have it all. You're just gonna be able to make whatever you want. You're gonna have infinite resources, bro. Freckles, the bio steel goat, one of the unusual exhibits at the Center for Post Natural History. What is the bio steel goat? As long as humans have existed, we have been influencing our planet's flora and fauna. So if humanity continues to flourish far into the future, how will nature change? And how might this genetic manipulation affect our own biology and evolutionary trajectory? The short answer, it will be strange, potentially beautiful, and like nothing we're used to. Like nothing we're used to. You can animate your chia pet. Do you want to put your soul into a Chia Pet soul? Well, Google will help you via Neuralink. <laughs> so they're basically saying, 
we're gonna have super bred GMO creatures. Everything's gonna be synthetic. Synthetic biology. Mosquitoes are gonna contain, contain gene drives. Remember, we talked about gene drive technology, which can be used to make livestock and farm animals extinct. Which can be used to make entire species extinct. We talked about the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and DARPA funding of gene drive technology. Walmart has patented mechanical pollinator drones, seemingly looking to future-proof its operations. And the U.S. Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, DARPA, has also recently awarded grants to develop genetically engineered insects that carry viruses for the gene editing of plants, ostensibly for altering the crops in the field. But such technologies could conceivably be extended to ecosystems. Oh, we're, we're going we're gonna to have GMO freaking bugs that are going to GMO, they're going to genetically modify the plants but don't worry, trust the plan, trust us. We've got really good medicine that we're gonna inject in you and it's totally just gonna help you to be healthy and live long. Sid Meister donated five bucks, thanks Sid Meister. Says if the end times of revelation are inevitable, is it purposeless to fight against what is bound to happen or are we meant to resist to what extent? I mean, the, the eschatology thinking about, oh, this is the end times, the end times are here, end times are coming. I don't think that's always expedient, right? Nobody knows exactly when that's happening, right? And if you're coming from like a, like a Protestant standpoint, I think a really good place to go, well, ch check out Father Peter Heer's Orthodox Survival Course. Right? Check out, uh, what is it, the Orthodox Ethos on YouTube? Yeah, no, that's the podcast. Well, uh, yeah, YouTube and podcast. The Orthodox Ethos, uh, Father Peter Heer's. Check out his Orthodox Survival Course. He's in like the fifth week of it now. It's a six-week course. Um... And there's some really good Q&As there as well. Check you out that. Shout out to Father Peter here. You don't have to be there live, uh, but I think you could probably still get there through his Patreon. That's a great resource, the Orthodox Survival Course. Uh, you could read Father Seraphim Rose, the Orthodox Survival Course, which is what Father Peter here's uh, course is based on. Uh, I would say also read Orthodoxy and the Religion of the Future. Okay, so uh, Doorman360 donated five bucks. Thank you, Doorman. Says Gub Gub Snail Man Micro Machines. This is what they want to turn us into. <laughs> gub Gub Snail Man Micro Machines. That's right. But it's for the greater good, remember? It's for the greater good. All right, don't you don't you want to bring back Batunia? Don't you guys want to bring back Batunia? DARPA just wants to help. Walmart just wants to use mechanical pollinator drones to help to pollinate the patented plants that it has as all the other life on earth is made, made and rendered sterile. This is what these people literally, they write about this. This is not just the musings of like, of paranoia. These people openly write about this. Controlling all of biology. Controlling every aspect of, bio, of the biological world. Okay, Epstein was obsessed with transhumanism. And this is not just me making this up. New York Times even wrote about it. Epstein was obsessed with transhumanism, was hanging out with all these people from MIT Media Labs, Harvard. He had his own office at Harvard. What? His own office at Harvard where, uh, isn't Steven Pinker, another guy from Harvard who used to go to his island all the time. A lot of these scientific minds are very tightly allied with these eugenicists like Epstein. 
Washington Times. Zoltan Istvan, transhumanist Republican candidate for president, has a say. He has been billed as the cyborg who is running against President Trump. That would be Republican presidential hopeful Zoltan Istvan, a self-described transhumanist based in California who hopes his futuristic, me futuristic message of fusing radical technology with daily life resonates in a complicated political marketplace. His campaign motto is Upgrade America, and he supports everything from artificial wombs to the use of drones to prevent mass shootings. Yay! He ran as an independent for president in 2016, repeating his efforts in 2020 as a Republican. Right. Transhumanist president will have drones that will stop you from hurting each other. We'll have drones that'll kill you before you can kill someone else. Man cuts off ears and keeps them in jar after paying 6,000 pounds to make head look like skull. Tattoo addict chops off his ears to make his head look like a skull. So earless, an earless man, he's modding his bod. Bod mods. This is how you be cool. This is how you be accepted and cool in the new normal. This is how you be cool. Check out this boomer. Look at Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker here with his freaking fleshlight hand. This is how you be cool. Don't you like science? Don't you like it? The transhuman future is here. Beauty feature at dazeddigital.com. Look at the images. Why do why they, they always look like demons? They like, they're, they're turning themselves into like rats with fangs. This is an artist rendered photo. This is not like a real person, but you know, we're being told this is cool. In a cyber future, where human, will humans or technology prevail? Imagine our technological future using only three emojis. That's going to be your, your tests in the future. are going to be which emoji is appropriate for this stimulus? This is how you'll keep, your, you'll keep your rations in the future. They'll show you a picture of bald man bad. They'll show you a picture of Tristan. And if you don't give an, an angry emoji or a middle finger emoji, then you'll, or a poopy emoji, you give the wrong emojis to the stimulus, you get docked your social media points. Hey, can you go grab me one of those, um, what's it called? The uh, huh? tonic? Yeah, mm -hmm. an ice in a mm -hmm. cup. Yeah. The massage. Would you like a steak with that? Yeah, how about a steak too? I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, this is what we're being told is progress. Yeah! Whoa! Star Wars! Yeah! For those of you who are listening later, there's a video of this uh, young girl battling a robot. Got an image here of uh, what looks like those Mars rover things, those stupid little um, Tonka trucks. They show you the pictures. Hey, look, it's on Mars. We put a Tonka truck on Mars, but it's got like a fake human head attached to the end of it and doll arms. And it's just the imagery, very dehumanizing, very demonic imagery, right? Of dismembering, the dismembering of the human body, the disembodiment of, the, of, of man. And when you look at shamanism, 
Right? You look at shamanic initiations, it's about the disassembly of, right, the blindfolding and then the disassembling of man as he travels into the underworld by the spirits that then put his body back together, put the shaman's body back together so that he could come back and bring back a message to the world and tell the world, put the pee-pee in the poo-poo to save the planet. Immortality or bust, transhumanism in the White House. So another article on Zoltan, the transhumanist candidate. Fast Keto Prime, what's up, man? Sending Canadian five books. Says, Tris, can you make a compilation video of all your Dr. Gregor imitations? I could seriously watch that 24-7. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad you enjoy the, uh, the Dr. Gregor impersonations. I also quite enjoy doing the Dr. Gregor impersonations. Right. So thank you for that super chat. Appreciate that. So immortality. You're going to be immortal. You're going to live forever. Always the same thing, right? Same snake oil sales. Futuristic beauty trends are basically just robots, right? Beauty in the future is robots being probed by electrodes and cameras all around them. Right? Dehumanized robots being probed. Chatbots are becoming uncannily human. Can they be our friends? Says CNN. CNN, well, <laughs> chatbots might already be some of your friends or many of your friends. Um, so here we go. Here we go. The future is looking gay as ever. <laughs> Look at this crap. All right, transhumanism, everybody. You guys like that idea? You guys like the idea? Transhumanisms. Y'all like a transhumanisms? It's just about reformatting our vision of what we are, where we come from. Reformatting your whole reality. What you think is good, what you think is healthy, what you think is right. What you believe about yourself is going to inform how you behave in the world, what you do, and where you go. And so that's why informing our, our worldview on what it is to be human, what it is to be healthy, is really important. And we see this being changed all the time. We see it being changed every freaking day. Every day. Gradually shifting us to believe that it's normal to be metabolically unhealthy, to be completely miserable and just chasing phantoms and phantasms, chasing approval from other people, chasing likes from things. You, you don't even know if those likes are real people. You don't even know if the people you're interacting with that you're seeking approval from are real. Right, this is a major theme in a lot of sci-fi films now, especially in the newest uh, Blade Runner reboot. 
as well as the original Blade Runner. How do you know that these are even people you're interacting with on the internet? I'm telling you chatbots could be your friends, CNN. Don't believe your eyes. Don't believe anything. Just believe what you see on TV. Whatever you see, repeat it on television. That's the truth, right? Yes, it's going to change. It's going to shift around. Yeah, it's going to be contradicting what the truth was just days ago. But just repeat what you hear on the TV because that's the ultimate truth. Leonardo DiCaprio's dad bod sums up the problem with male body standards. Maybe this is what equality looks like. A man goes to the beach and is subjected to the same judgment about his weight that a woman is. Poor Leo. People are making fun of Leo for having a big bubble gut. They're making fun of his big jiggly gut. Poor Leo is being oppressed. He's being oppressed. Is he a dad? No. He kids. He just does coke with models on his island. This is like his whole life is doing coke with models. Uh, beer bellies and dad bods as the new sexy? Huh? Country thing with an A, with an A is the uh, in thing. Country thing daily. Beer bellies and dad bods is the new sexy? Beer bellies are the new sexy. Nope, it doesn't mean that all your hard work doing sets and reps are all going to go to waste. It's not also the sexy definition that you probably have in your head. It's not also the sexy definition that you probably have in your head. Who the hell? This is this. <laughs> the second sentence, third sentence, in this article doesn't even make sense. Great job. Great, fantastic journalism here. Who is this? Gavin Oak, hard-hitting journalism. Though having a six-pack can make a girl grow crazy for you physically, having beer bellies or dad bods, has a deeper psychological effect on women, according to studies. And believe it or not, chugging that beer may have given your body an immune system boost. Well, having a beer belly doesn't actually mean that a person must be drinking alcoholic beverages every day. It's a term used to describe someone who gained a few extra pounds, 10 to 15 pounds, no, I'm sorry, 10 to 20 pounds to be exact. 10 to 20 pounds of beer belly, guys. 30 pounds plus, what's that? What is that? I don't <laughs> Especially around the belly. This new fat is surprisingly common with fathers, thus called dad bods, and for beer drinkers, beer bellies. But whichever term you coin, these two hold the same definition. So you guys, this is this is so this is really gonna help you guys to kind of navigate through the social sphere. Right? I mean, these are this is what's hot, this is what's trending, this is what's cool. So the cool thing to do is not have a six-pack, have a beer gut, beer belly rather, or what's called a dad bod. And this is a fad that's surprisingly common with fathers. It's surprisingly common. So it's like, it's cool. It's good. Do you want to be cool? Do you think that it's nice to be part of things that are surprisingly common, normal? Well... Maybe you should have a nice dad bod. Maybe you should have a nice beer belly. Whichever term you coin, he says, but whichever term you coin, these two hold the same definition. This is probably written by like a 16-year-old Indian in India. <laughs> this is written by a 16-year-old in India in between answering phone calls for Bank of America. 
Wow. The new six-pack, according to the study of Kelton Global, the study. All right, so you guys, we're, now you know, you know it's true. Right, like this, is, this is his way of letting us know the study said this, right? We, we've got the study, the science. According to the study of Kelton Global, global, global study, huge. Out of 2,000 chosen samples, 78% of the females agree that people with dad bods feel more confident in donning their current body build than those who are much fit. Much fit. Those who are much fit. <laughs> you're going to read this in like a... Who, who's writing this? Countrythangdaily.com. Brought to you by the government of China. <laughs> what is this? What is this website? Much fit. Who are much fit? This sounds. This sounds like these Chinese. You, you get like these Chinese toys in, in South America, and the 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 packaging for the toys are always hilarious. It'll, it'll say stuff like all these all these phrases in English that are trying to be cool and hip, but they don't make sense. Happy weekend. Yeah, like happy weekend fun always. We friendly so much. <laughs> just, just like random, nice, feel-good slogans kind of mishmashed together. That's what they put on the, uh, on the packaging of these dolls and stuff from, uh, from China that they sell in South America. This is, <laughs> this is how they put together these, uh, these articles. They have this AI system and it just takes random, <laughs> random slogans from around the internet, mashes them together, and gives it some like hillbilly-sounding name. I'm Gavin Oak. Gavin Oak wrote this. Hello, friendly friends. Do you want to trust me, comrade? I, Gavin Oak, I bring you truth about American way of life. We should have beer belly and dad bod. Because <laughs> it's all Russians. The, the Russians. I bet the Russians wrote this. I bet the, I bet the Russians wrote this. This is definitely Russian. Much fit. <laughs> Two-thirds of the data also show that a couple with a man with this body build shows a much happier relationship. Happier. A Yale professor presented a study on the science of dad bods and beer bellies. He claimed that having such a body could be better in the long run compared to muscular people who sport six-packs. Higher testosterone levels are significant boosters of the immune system, which is gained through weight gain. Studies show... Study shows, excuse me, sorry, excuse me, I don't want to disrespect the 14-year-old the, the uh, Chinese-English student who wrote this. Study shows that aging in men results in a drop in testosterone production that can be somehow disadvantageous to people who had leaner builds. <laughs> what? This is, so, this is so bad, it goes on too. On and on and on. So it's, it, you could be getting benefits in your immune system by getting that beer gut. Dad bods are officially more attractive than a ripped physique study proves. Dad bods. <laughs> I'm telling you, look, look, being a little obese is really good. And chicks dig it. Chicks dig it. Look at this picture from a TV sitcom. See, look, chicks like that guy. He's funny on the show. Rob Lowe... 
is stiff and lame on the show, but also kind of funny because he's so stiff and lame. But look, the fat, goofy guy, he's cool. We like him. We want to be like him. So, menshealth.com. With the hard-hitting journalism here. Super hard-hitting journalism. Dad bods. New bachelorette Claire Crawley says she gets hot for a dad bod. She gets hot for a dad bod. Zach Efron dad bod male beauty standards, theboard.org. Leonardo DiCaprio and Zach Efron are just the latest stars to rock a dad bod. Here's why more women are going wild for it. More women are going wild for this. 20th of August, 2020. I know you guys are around women, and I just can't stand how wild they go for dad bods. Like, my wife can't stop talking about how much she enjoys men who are slightly overweight and are likely pre-diabetic. She can't, she can't stop talking about how hot pre-diabetic dudes are. Behind the Dad Bod Brigade by Jean Abiodun. YRmedia.com. The protests in Portland, Oregon. The, pro, the peaceful protests. The peaceful protests by peaceful protesters who were peacefully protesting mean police brutality. <laughs> um, so we've got the, the Dad Bod Brigade, a.k.a. the Dad Pod. The Dad Bods, they're bringing their Dad Bods to the protest, protecting women. Huh? You like that? That's why. These dad bods, they're brave. Women know that these dad bod dudes are super brave. So these dad bod dudes, they're going to the protest with leaf blowers to protect all of the peaceful protesters in Portland, Oregon. You guys can find videos of all these peaceful protesters online. There's just, tensions are really high. The protesters are peaceful. They're just upset and they want change. Right? And he's out there helping them get change by helping with a leaf blower to blow away tear gas so that the protesters can continue to peacefully protest and kindly ask for change. Very specific changes, right? They know exactly what they want to. Um, so there we go. Where did I go? All right, Jerry Brooks sends five bucks. Thanks, Jerry. Thank you, Jerry. We, we got some supporters in the stream. So supporter Jerry Brook, what's up, dude? Keto Fast Prime. Oh, I already saw that one. All right, guys. Thanks for the super chats, guys. Streamlabs is the best way to super chat. That's the best way to do it. All right, let's. How, how to have a dad bod. How having a dad bod could affect your chances of becoming a father. Uh-oh, this one slipped through the tree. This must have slipped through the cracks. This must have slipped through the cracks. Male belly fat reduces a man's chance of becoming a father by almost half, according to a new study. We're just going to ignore this. This is like, I don't know what's up with this hate speech here. All these hate facts. The research, which is presented by the European Study of Human Reproduction and Embryology conference last month, found that every five centimeter increase in a man's middle section reduced his partner's chances of having a baby by 9% at each IVF attempt. As part of the study, researchers tracked 179 couples undergoing IVF, which is intra, what is it, uh, intra, IVF intervene, not, in, in vitro fertilization. In vitro fertilization is what it is. Uh, during January 2019 at Massachusetts General Hospital, Hospital Fertility Center, men's and women's height, waist, and weight 
were all measured, these results suggested that central obesity may be an independent risk factor for male factor infertility. What a surprise! What a surprise! Yet another thing, yet another thing to decrease our fertility. Oh, look at this. Everybody's favorite hero, comedic genius, and beautiful, brave woman, Amy Schumer, says, I can't be pregnant ever again. Amy Schumer reveals why son Gene might be her only child. Aww. Amy Schumer bears all in naked maternity shoot. Run down and emotional. Amy Schumer reveals she is undergoing IVF. Why are all these, why are all these celebrities using in vitro fertilization? Why are the celebs obsessed with this? Making themselves have twins? <laughs> why are they obsessed with this? Very strange. So this website, it's crazy. This website, essentialbaby.e, I'm sorry.au, essentialbaby.au. It's an Australian site. It's just full of anti-natalist <laughs> stuff. I mean, I mean, I guess a picture of Amy Schumer might not be that anti-natalist overtly, but all right. Uh, the surprising upsides of worrying. All right, so having a dad bod is cool. Having a big bloated gut's cool. But also worrying is good. Worrying's good, right? Let me guess. BBC Future. It's okay to worry. Let me, let me, let me guess. So that we can all worry about the same thing and avoid real threats like what you tell us are threats, right? Like what the BBC and the state tells us are threats. Anxiety can be exhausting, but there is often a reason for it and there are some surprising benefits to certain kinds of worrying. Benefits. By worrying about something, we are more likely to think of reasons to take action and be motivated to do something. Hashtag climate crisis. No, I'm just, she's like, this to say that? <laughs> they hype you up about these things to get you to take action. But they say, oh no, it's good. It's good. So it's more gaslighting from BBC Future. Worrying about the things we tell you to worry about is good because then we can nudge you to behave in the way we want you to behave using that fear and that worry. Ooh, how cool. How cool. Worrying about things like your cholesterol. Plant-based meat lowers some cardiovascular risk factors compared with red meat. Studies find. Stanford, where, what's his face? Pat Brown of Impossible Foods. He might still be a professor there. He's a Stanford professor, Stanford-educated dude as well. Um, <laughs> Stanford. Silicon Valley's mouthpiece. In academia, Stanford says that you might lower your cardiovascular risk, but what is that risk? It's cholesterol, which is highly, highly suspect as a biomarker to indicate health, to indicate disease. It's a biomarker that's very dependent on many factors, including dietary substrate. If you are burning fat as your primary source of fuel, you will naturally have higher LDL cholesterol. Guess what, though? LDL cholesterol is directly correlated, highly correlated, with lower all-cause mortality. Lower all-cause mortality. So you die more from all causes if you have low cholesterol. But they tell you, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. You gotta lower your cholesterol. Well, guess what? Low cholesterol can also create issues with your sex hormones. Just like having a big fat gut 
is associated with infertility, so is having low cholesterol. But look, I know it might seem, there's some, I know there's some of you crazy people in the chat who think that maybe these people who openly tell us they want to depopulate us, these people who openly tell us there are too many of us, we're bad for the planet, we're bad, naughty, little, gross, test tube, little gross test tube babies that need to be kept under tight control with muzzles, kept in bubbles, kept in bubbles. What a surprise. I mean, you guys may be thinking, why should we trust these people with health advice? These people openly tell us they want less of us. SRI, Stanford Research Institute, published The Changing Images of Man, all about how do we form the worldview of the masses to help influence them to accept policies like depopulation. So how do we program this fake ecological awareness in man? This is The Changing Images of Man by Stanford Research Institute. Now they're telling us Plant-based meat lowers some cardiovascular risk factors, meaning cholesterol. They want to feed you fake Beyond Meat, fake Impossible Burgers, a bunch of GMO soy-based crap, instead of you feeding yourself off your own land. They want you dependent on what they call highly efficient supply chains of GMO kibble instead of real animal foods. They want you to eat lab-grown meat eventually. They want to pull out the middleman, the farmer, and make everything automated. And so that's why we read that quote earlier from Klaus Schwab. We've got to automate it all. you got to wear your dad bod, rock your dad bod in your coffin apartment pod. And you can get some rad mods for your dad bods. If you hit up Elon Musk, he'll give you that Neuralink. <laughs> you can... You can wire your brain so that every time you look in the mirror, you see a healthy, happy person. When really, you're a miserable, fat slob who can't stop jerking off all the porn that he's been given, who can't stop watching Hollywood freaking movies, obsessing over pop culture, and buying into all the degeneracy that you're being sold. Well, the dad bod, the dad bod, it's a new norm. The new normal is the dad bod. And it's good because we have to have body positivity, guys. And it'll make you hotter to women. Even though we tell you that you shouldn't reproduce, we're going to have you chasing vanity all the time. Because we know that the less satisfied you are with yourself, the less satisfied you are with your partner because if you, we make you promiscuous, it's very unlikely that you'll ever be satisfied in a real relationship because you've wired your brain and your dopamine so much to screw with you. They know that they, they, they make you promiscuous. They make us promiscuous. We will not breed. We will not have the babies. Because they want them babies to all come out of test tubes. But there is hope. There is hope. And that hope has a name. The name is Dr. Michael Greger. Dr. Michael Greger. Doctor. Michael Greger. Everybody's favorite vegan doctor. How you guys like that Photoshop? You guys like that image? 
<laughs> I thought that was a funny one. I do say so myself. Dr. Gregor. Dr. Gregor, the new male prototype, vegan for the animals and for the health. Vegan for the planet. The planet. And one of the most <sighs> milkable low cows on the internet, right? <laughs> Gregor's always good for some laughs. So we started out heavy, I know. I know, some of you weren't wearing masks and I shamed you. But remember, we're doing this for solidarity. We have to all give up our freedom and our health for solidarity. Let me come over here and read some super chats. Let me read them super chats. Got a super chat here. Uh, Jerry Brooks sends two bucks. How can we fight back? Unwilling to lose job over mask. How do we fight back? Unwilling to lose anything. How are you going to fight back? <laughs> right? Look, unwilling to lose job over mask, that is totally, like I will not rip on you for that. There are a lot of people who are forced to wear their masks at work. How do we fight back though? We don't fight back by just complying. I, we don't fight back with compliance. And now we do see some movement towards people saying no to this. All right, so how do we fight back? We have to say no. And look what's happening in Germany. I think we might see up to, we might see two million, maybe more, people are saying maybe even six million people mobbing Berlin tomorrow in Germany. The German courts, the German government, I believe, declared that it would be an illegal, an illegal get-together, an illegal gathering. No gatherings. It's too dangerous. You can never gather in groups again, they tell us. We have to separate you always, keep you in your pods. How do we stop this? We cannot comply. We can't go. We don't go into the pods. Don't go into the freaking pods. Don't let yourself be shoved into the pods and we can't submit. That's what it comes down to. Right? How do we fight it? We have to push back. We have to push back. Right? So if you know people that are getting sick from wearing these masks, you see people getting these respiratory infections. Now bring this up to your boss. Bring this up to the higher ups. They're taking orders from insurance companies who are taking orders from big banks. And we're taking orders from the likes of the World Economic Forum, IMF, and whatnot. And they're setting policy globally. But if enough people say, no, we don't want this, we don't accept this, then how can it happen? But for now, most people are just complying. But we are seeing a big upswell of people saying no, which is good. And so the Germans are getting together. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? You're not going to be saved by some political movement. Right, political reactionary situation is not going to get us out of this. We don't have salvation in, oh, the, our democracy will save us. If we just get the right guy in, if we just get the right guy in for president and Congress and Senate and governor and the city council and the water board <laughs> and right, it's just, the endless bureaucracy that is endlessly corrupt, endlessly corrupt, endless bureaucracy. So stop buying into this shit. Stop buying into it. Stop giving these celebrities your freaking money. Don't give, don't give Hollywood your money. Don't give them your money. 
growing our own food, moving towards growing at least some of our own food, growing some of our own food, putting our children in homeschool, take, rather homeschooling our children and not putting them in these internment camps. That's simple things. Things that we're being forced to do anyways. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, you could have, on a small piece of land, you can produce a decent amount of food with your own food. Whether it's rabbits, <laughs> guinea pigs for protein. This sounds funny to some people, but these are viable sources of protein that you can use local foraged food to feed them. So he, people here keep rabbits and they'll cut down this, uh, this is tree called portotillo that you can cut, you put it in the ground, grow up like nothing, take cuttings, you put it in the ground, the next year you got a whole tree. I saw a bunny today, I was just being fed portotillo, just a little pile of it each day, a little pile of vegetables. They reproduce like crazy. And that's a viable food source. So producing some of your own food, supporting local food producers. All right, making group buys, buying a whole or half a cow with some friends. Like getting together with your friends, your family, and your neighbors who live close by and setting up homeschool groups right, where some parents can have breaks certain days. When people are being forced into homeschooling, people are being forced into unemployment. And so supporting local businesses. Supporting local food producers, producing your own food. Someone says rabbits reproduce like rabbits. <laughs> they were a huge trend in the Great Depression. Yeah, rabbits, great guinea pigs too. Guinea pigs were the rabbits of South America. So that's what we should move towards. Also, um, I mean, just watch Dr. Gregor videos. Another thing you could do. You know, we've got a new live Q and A with Dr. Gregor, nutritionfactor.org. Reading all the studies from every medical journal, so folks like you who are busy at home don't have to come at you live from my treadmill, slowing my speech and trying to say things super fast because I think it makes me sound intelligent. Pausing my words unnecessarily. Because I forget what I'm saying halfway through the sentence. Because I don't even pay attention to myself. Coming at you live from my treadmill in hell. This is Dr. Gregor reminding you to spay and neuter your sexual object partners. And please wear your face diaper. Me from having to make everyone seasick here. Um, for those of you... Ah, I miss that sound. It's been months. It's been months since we made fun of Dr. Gregor. Um, that's Dr. Gregor's favorite line. Um, I'm familiar with my work every year. I read through every issue, every English language nutrition journal on the planet. So, nutrition journals the planet. Busy folks like you don't have to. I didn't follow the most interesting, most groundbreaking, the most practical find It's a new world. Every day, my nonprofit site, nutritionfacts.org. Every day. All right, so every every time we laugh about the slur, but I'm telling you, I'm telling you guys, it's getting worse every time. It's getting worse every freaking time. Derek up in the chat, starting a sheep farm. Email me, Derek. We haven't talked in a few months, dude. Good to see you in there, bro. Do it, Derek. 
We've also started a sheep farm, but there's only 11 sheep on it right now. Yeah, we can't get past 12. <laughs> we haven't gotten past 12. We have some predator issues at the moment. Ah, all right. Wow, look at that freeze frame. Any, anywhere you freeze on Dr. Gregor's face, it's just like, this, it's always this look of serenity, right? Like this deep, piercing, beautiful, sultry eyes that just melt you from the inside out. Dr. Gregor. Dr. Gregor, Turtle Bro Man, Turtle Bro Man, up in the uh, up in the super chats in Streamlabs, which that's the best way to super chat. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much for that nice, generous super chat there. I appreciate that. I'll put a link there in the chat if you guys do want to make any suggestions. If you guys have any uh, '90s song suggestions, we can do a little '90s jukebox yeah. later on. If you guys want to, I don't know, request some Smash Mouth. Or some uh, cranberries. Some cra <laughs> cranberries. <laughs> Creed. It's always an old favorite. All right, Turtle Bro Man donated fifteen. Says thanks for shining some light, bro. Thanks, Turtle Bro Man. Turtle Bro Man's trying to start a Turtle Bromance with me. Getting all weird. I'm getting all weird, man. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Thanks, dude. Bro Man. Unless you're a a wo man, I don't know you are. You'd have Bro Man in your name if you was a wo man. Thank you for the super chat. Thanks for the support. You guys want more streams? You got to support. That's what's up. Ain't no support. Ain't no streams. Ain't no super chats. Ain't no streams. All right, let's 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 back this up, though. On a scale of... 1 to 69. 1 to 69. So just <laughs> rate Dr. Gregor's flow here on a scale, a scale of 1 to 69. Shout out to Foo's Gone Wild. Rate his flow. Scale of 1 to 69. All right, we talked about the greatest vegan rappers of all time last time. And there were some good ones, right? But I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure, no, we've got Phoenix Compilations in the chat who does some good work. Young Virus might be in the chat too. I'm still waiting for Young Virus to drop, drop another beat, another sick Dr. Gregor flow. He, Young Virus did the, uh, the fact, the fact, the fact, the fact with uh, Isaac spurging out on that, on that, uh, the debate with me and Jay, the debate with Jay and I. Um, rate Dr. Gregor's flow. Let's see what. Let's see this one more time. It's a new video. an article that's uploaded nearly every day. Am I not? Hold on, hold on. Sorry. Back it up. Trust the most grand the most practical find. It's a new video. an article that's uploaded nearly every day. My nonprofit site, nutritionfacts.org. Everything on the website is free. There are no ads, no corporate sponsorships, strictly non-commercial, not selling anything. Just put it up as a public service. It's a labor of love as a tribute to my grandma. What? Dude, this is getting bad. This is getting really, really bad. Like, it's, it's usually funny to laugh at Dr. Gregor. This dude is poisoning so many people with this ideology. This dude is worshipped like an idol by these vegan dorks. But this, like, this is kind of sad seeing this guy deteriorate so much. Is he losing control of his tongue? Anything. Just put it up as a public service. It's a labor of love as a tribute to my grandmother, whose own life was saying, like, when you get too low in cholesterol, your central nervous system starts eating itself. Your central nervous system starts eating itself. Is that what we're seeing? I sure hope not. But this is, like, that was, that was like a 30-second slur. And I'm pretty sure it's the morning time there, as you can see. Is it morning time? Maybe that's afternoon light. But I'm pretty sure Dr. Gregor is not drunk. 
with evidence-based nutrition. We're going to go for half an hour now, um, uh, my, uh, as I do every month with live Q&As, but we got a bonus live uh, Q&A today, later on at, let me see what time it is, um, ah, at um, 6 p.m. Pacific time, so 9 p.m. Eastern time. Um, Ooh, um, uh. All right, let's jump. We got timestamps. Fret not. We got timestamps. How much protein is too little? Less than pointed grams per healthy current gram. Less than. Hold on. Because when I when I'm looking for when I'm looking for advice on how much protein, how much protein I need, I always I always go to Dr. Greger. Here's Dr. Greger. He advised. This is a young female bodybuilder right here. Um, she actually won. She won the Arnold Classic 2016, 2017, 2019. Um, she won those. Those were drug tested. Like she, she competed in physique for several years. But I think this year Gregor was coaching her um, for for the women's masters, the women's masters um, at the Arnold Classic, and she she looked amazing on stage, right? So. You can see her near, here next to her coach, Dr. Greger. I mean, she is, again, like this is an enhanced athlete Look, like next to her. That is, that's an enhanced athlete. I mean, she's, what do you guys think she's running? A little bit, a little trend, a little test, some D-ball, right? I mean, she, she might be in a cutting phase. I mean, she looks just shredded, shredded. So she's like, just, that, that, that's her. So this, this is the type of person that I go to when I'm looking for for advice, right? Whether it's advice on how to, like what's the greatest vegan form of birth control? Of course, it's vasectomy, as he says. Um, wh what type of workout frequency should I be hitting in order to get to a top level physique like some of the women he's coached, like this young lady? Uh, but she's, I mean, she's got at least six and a half inch arms. Um, I mean, her shoulders, like the shoulder development, you could see compared to Dr. Greger. Again, Dr. Greger, natural athlete, right? But this lady, I mean, she's, I know, it's, I know it's, it's a lofty accusation to say that she's on steroids, but um, I mean, can you get a physique like that without it? Can you really? So this is who I go to. This is who I go to for advice on things like, uh, you know, what to eat, how much protein to eat, here he is showing an acceptable level of protein. Right, that's a, that, that type of meal that you see him with right there. That's the type of meal that if you eat that, you'll probably, you'll probably be really healthy. You'll probably get really jacked and you could end up looking like one of his, his <laughs> lovely clients. All right, so yeah, let's, let's hear about how much protein. Dr. Gregor. This question is Nicole Alisa. Al how much protein is too little? Less than 0.8 grams per healthy current gram body weight a day. Um, now, of course, he estimated... What? Less than 0.8 grams per healthy gram of body weight? Is that what he said? Five kilograms. Okay. I hope so. Less than 0.8 grams per healthy current gram body weight. Kirkgram. Kirkgram. He tried to say kilogram, but he said Kirkgram. Dude, Gregor. Listen, I, can we get, we need subtitles. 
less than 0.8 grams per healthy current gram body weight a day. Um, now okay, there you go. That's more clear. Less than 0.8 grams per healthy current gram per day. Okay, you guys got that? That's how much protein you need. 0.8 grams per healthy kilogram of body weight. 0.8 grams per kilogram. So I weigh, I don't know, say like 72 kilograms. So I should be eating like less than 70 grams of protein. Let me tell you, if I eat less than 70 grams of protein consistently, I would get sarcopenia. I would have sarcopenia. <laughs> this guy is telling you to get sarcopenia. He's telling you that sarcopenia is good. <laughs> Which reminds me of this clip. This one was, uh, I'd seen this one a while back. Shout out to Vegan Phobic though. He reminded me of this one. He sent me the timestamp. All these vegans are always telling you, no, a vegan diet is perfectly adequate. It's so good. Athletes can do it. Athletes should do it. And if you don't do it, you probably have a small peony or something. You're probably like toxic masculinity or, you know, you're, uh, you're insecure. What do you have, a small dick? What are you insecure? Why don't you go vegan? Freaking idiot. Right? What are you, a bigot? You hate animals? Terrible. We're starting to have an impact. I've been to two meetings now where they had vegan food for the, for the, um, um, for the attendees. Um, so I, you, we do have an issue of so-called sarcopenia where if you're vegan and you're getting older, if you're not focusing on exercise, you're basically gonna lose muscle mass. And so, yeah, my, comparing my weight now to my playing weight as a professional tennis player, I've really lost about 30 pounds. Um, okay. So I, I do have to focus on it. I got maybe, maybe a little bit less travel. Lost 30 pounds of muscle. Well, a few less lectures and hit the gym and uh, bulk up. And so you know, next time you see me, you'll see something. Well, you, you know, every, we've known each other for a decade, and yet every time I see you, you look, you look younger and handsomer. So something must be working. Yeah, because when I see these guys together, I'm thinking young and handsome, right? Y'all is young, dumb, and full of cum. Like Keanu Reeves in, uh, what's it called? Point Break. <laughs> All right. What did you eat today? Let's learn what he ate today. Let's see if he can, uh, maybe he just needs to get warmed up, right? Like the tongue, it gets a little, the tongue gets a little cold. Maybe you need to get warmed up. Let's see what he says. Sweet potato, very sad, pale he's, sweet potato. I know they're he's actually eating plant foods. Guess where you get them? Plant foods. You don't take supplements of arginine. Okay, what did I eat today? Here, should we show some? Can I can I show my? This does not look very appetizing, but this is a. Sweet potato, very sad, pale sweet potato. I know they're actually, I just had some purple sweet potatoes, but <laughs> I would. <laughs> I know something about him saying very sad, pale sweet potato. I like that. Sweet potato, very sad, pale sweet potato. <laughs> Phoenix compilations, we're finding gold nuggets for you. We're, we're excavating all sorts of gold nuggets. And I don't have time to mine these all up into a hilarious Dr. Gregor competition or compilation. <laughs> Sad, pale, sweet potatoes. Sad, pale, sweet potatoes. All right, let's let's see. Oh, we got we got this one. We've got 
What else? Here, look at Dr. McDougal. Let's see what else Dr. Gregor's been doing lately, though. Live Q&A with Dr. Michael Gregor. This is 20 hours ago. Um, look, he's alone in his office or wherever he's at here. A little off. Maybe he's a little off. I don't know. Let's we'll, we'll give him one more chance to answer a question. What can we find? What's a good one? Here we go. <laughs> this very apt question. 2645. Is there any science on food and improvement on mental illnesses? Because when I want advice on mental health, these are the type of people I go to, right? Like I go to the experts. I go to the WHO, the World Health Organization. Right? Dr. Anthony Fauci. One of the, I mean, these are the experts. I go to Tedros. I go to Dr. Greger. I go to Richard Burgess, Philosopher King, Coomer King, Pimp Daddy Vegan Gains. That's who I go to. Is there any science on food and improvement on mental illness? Let's see what this guy has to say. Right? Because it seems like he's never struggled with such things, obviously. So let's go. Book after that, but my book after that. So that would be uh, in 2031, my book will be on uh, uh, talking about uh, um, uh, uh, the role of diet in preventing and reversing, reversing uh, mental illness. But I do have a lot of videos on the site about depression, about uh, generalized anxiety disorder, fiance schizophrenia. So yeah, um, uh, definitely check it out. Just uh, type it in nutritionfacts.org and they will pop right up. There you oh. go. You heard it, guys. Um, uh, yeah. Um, uh, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's coming. All right, you know, he's got another one here. This is from just, just 20 hours ago. Live Q&A with Dr. Michael Greger and Dr. Jen Houck. We'll check in on this in a second. We've got a couple super chats here. Jerry Brooks, what's up, man? Send a two bucks. Says, oh, we already read that one. Jerry Brooks, thanks for supporting, man. How do we fight back? If you can't lose your job over the mask, there are other ways you can go about it. But yeah, man. Uh, next, we got a super chat from uh, Fast Keto Prime. Since Canadian Ten says, my last video I made on my channel was the family trying to eat pork liver. It didn't go well. I can stomach cod liver. In your opinion, does cod liver have the same benefits as ruminant liver? All right, well, pork liver is not ruminant liver, right? Remember, po pork's not a ruminant animal. Ruminant liver, totally different than cod liver, right? Um, as far as, like, benefits, look, it's not like you have... If you can't stand liver, you don't have to eat it. But ruminant liver is different than pork liver. <sighs> Again, ruminant liver will be very different from pork liver. I've never even had pork liver. The pork here is very low quality. It's all fed. Most of it's fed uh, is what they call balanceado, which is a bunch of GMO soy. And a lot of it's actually imported corn. Even though corn is native here, and there are thousands of native varieties that people could grow organically here, they get duped by, guess who? The good grown-ups on the TV like Bill Gates and uh, the rest of Jeffrey Epstein's friends. Um, they get uh, duped by the IMF to take massive loans out to produce the GMO crap. The GMO crap. Wait, comments are being edited. My comments aren't appearing, says Heli Monster. Heli Monster's comments are not appearing in the chat. That's weird. What did you try to comment with? Obviously, you can't comment with that again. That's really weird. I mean, there, maybe there's keywords that are off limits. You're trying to use some naughty words. You're trying to get us in trouble. You're trying to get us in trouble. 
But it should show up. Remember I did that one time? Actually, my comment has been deleted. Yeah, that's weird. All right, show, what, what was the comment? We had, some, we had a comment deleted in live, in real time, Google by it. Google. And it said, Google remove this comment. And it was something about, what was the comment about? Oh, the I word. <laughs> it was the I word. But it showed in the chat. Yeah, it was super weird. That was a strange one. All right, anyways. Thanks for the super chats. Super, super duper chats. Appreciate that. Best way to send the Super Chats is not via YouTube. Streamlabs is best. Here you go. Streamlabs, that's the best way. You mentioned something in brackets. Oh, are you trying to do in brackets? You're trying to do triple brackets? You guys are naughty. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they've banned that. Maybe you can't use brackets anymore. Brackets are mean. Brackets are bad. Brackets, so bad. No brackets. Freaking YouTube. I feel safe. I feel safe knowing that your your comments are being deleted, Helly Monster. It's very nice. I also feel safe knowing that YouTube also deletes our subscribers. <laughs> That's always nice. Some of the, the only some of the only supporters of our channel regularly have to resubscribe. Alright, but we thank the guys who do support the guys and gals who do support the channel in the chat right now. You want to continue seeing content like this. You want to continue to see these streams. You better support. You got to support content creators if you want to see. If you want to see these streams. All right. Um, we got a super chat here. Where'd it go? No, we already, we already read all those. Cool. You read those? We'll come back here. Let's look at this video. What do you guys think? Let's see what... I want to see Dr. Gregor talking to a real person. Maybe he's a little bit more charming in, in real life. Let's see what he's like in, in person with uh, Dr. Jen Houck. Welcome to Chef AJ Live. I'm your host, Chef AJ, and this is where I introduce you. She have a, what's that Band-Aid thing on her arm? To amazing people like you who are doing great things in the world, but I don't think tonight's guests need any introduction. Oh, man. If you are... Anywhere in the plant-based space, we have royalty with us tonight, and they are broadcasting together. Royalty. We have royalty. This is royalty. Bow. Bow down before the royalty. These are real essential people. All you non-essentials, all you non-essential plebs watching, this is royalty. Listen up. Shut up. Put your freaking face diaper on and listen to royalty. From Hawaii, if you watch my show regularly, you'll know that Dr. Hawk is a regular, as with... Dr. Lau, sometimes together, sometimes separate. And one day there was a cameo appearance by a dashing gentleman who kissed her on the air. Well, the cat was out of the bag. And all of you guys said, let's bring them on together. And they agreed. So please welcome Dr. Michael Greger and Dr. Jen Hawk. Thanks for being here. Absolutely. So oh, my God. I, that is so cool. Well, Hawaii, you guys are so lucky. We have lots of, we know there's a lot of medical questions we don't get to, but they're kind of boring. We, I want to get to the good stuff. And the first question from Leslie is, do you guys have his and her treadmills? <laughs> I wish. It's a sad story. There's not even a his treadmill at the moment. I know it's tragic. I don't know how he's like coping on a day-to-day -day basis. Apparently is this his new, is this Dr. Does Dr. Gregor have a new love interest? You got a new love interest? Dr. Gregor. 
Dr. Gregor. Only getting something as bulky and, and heavy as a treadmill sent across the Pacific Ocean is a bit of um, a cargo undertaking. So the last we heard it was en route. It's someone's rowing it over. Yeah, it's 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 making its way, but you can't airmail that sort of thing. <laughs> so. I'm sure you're getting some kind of exercise though. You're you're at Hawaii, windsurfing, parasail. Love making. Yeah, nothing nothing too extreme yet, but uh, lots of lots of walking and hiking. We're living up in the hills here above above the water and it's beautiful and taking the doggies out and many, many adventures, but yeah, no wind sailing yet. What is, what is he being, what's wrong with Dr. Gregor? Is he being held hostage by this woman? Dr. Gregor looks like he feels so guilty right here. Why? All right, I'm, gonna, I'm sorry. You're going to rewind it. I'll, I'll mute it. Look at Dr. Gregor's body language. He looks like a shamed puppy dog. He looks so guilty. He looks like, like Ribeye when he knows he did something wrong. Like Ribeye comes inside and he's like crawling on the ground doing a little army crawl he's crawling under some invisible electric fences what are you doing dr gregor look at that no no shaking his head look at his body language no 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 it's it's making its way but you can't airmail that sort of thing <laughs> So. I'm sure you're getting some kind of exercise, though. You're, you're at home. <laughs> What's wrong with Dr. Gregor? All right. All right. We're, we're going to get into the meat of this interview. We've got to see. We've got to see what they talk about. Where, where's the, where's the hard-hitting health advice from Dr. Gregor and his new woman? It sounds like he's, he's living with this lady. You guys remember when we covered Dr. Gregor? Oh, man. It must have been a year and a half or maybe two years ago when he went on London Real with uh Bri maybe that was this year was that early this year london reel with um brian rose and he talked about how he got a that was one of the most hilarious interviews in the world <laughs> we i think we watched like half of it on this channel back in the day there have been so many good streams on this channel i don't even I don't remember the name of half of these streams but that was a great episode go watch all the streams we've done and mm -hmm. uh one of those is that episode okay, go watch them all real quick there's only like 5,000 hours of them from the last year. All right, we got some we got some super chats. Some super chats from the super chads up in the chat. Thank you, Keto Fast Prime. My last video I made on my channel. Okay, we're, let me let me finish reading this one or answering this one. Beef liver. Beef liver is really really tasty. I really enjoy beef liver. Sheep liver also is really good. Lamb liver very mild. Uh, veal liver, even more mild. I don't like the taste of veal liver or the young animal liver. I really prefer the mature animal's liver. It's got more of a robust flavor. It's got a lot more herby undertones to it, and that's what I prefer. So Desert Fox sends 10 bucks. Thanks, Desert Fox. 10 USDs. He's got Snake Pliskin. We've got a lot of people trying to escape from New York. Is that Snake Pliskin or something else? I can't see it. It's so, it's so tiny. But um, Snake Pliskin up on the Avatar, escaping from New York. Escaping from LA. That's what a lot of people are doing. Trying to get into rural areas, grow their own food, homeschool their kids. We definitely support that. We're all about it. We love it. All right, Desert Fox, thanks for that super chat. Keto Fast Prime says another Canadian 10 bucks. Thanks, Keto Fast Prime. Says uh, pork liver is milder than the beef I tried. Oh, that's interesting. 
I would think pork would taste a little weirder. I just wish nutrient content was accurate. I want to know if I can get vitamin C in cod liver. I know most livers have vitamin C. Look, if you're trying to get vitamin C from liver, I don't. I think that's. I think you're kind of missing the point there. You're going to be eating such minuscule amounts of vitamin C from things like liver. Uh, you're also getting minuscule amounts of things like just beef, right? From just normal cuts, just normal steak does have minimal amounts of vitamin C. You can see uh, back in the day they did analysis of this. They just assume it's zero nowadays. They assume it's zero. None of these nutrition facts are completely perfect and accurate. When you're reading these nutrition facts, you go on MyFitnessPal. None of these things are perfect. None of them. Thank you, my love. Mm -hmm. So don't... Uh, I wouldn't worry so much about getting vitamin C from animal foods. If you're really concerned with vitamin C, like, why don't you get that from, have some fruit or something. I mean, I see in your, your name's keep Fast Keto Prime, right? So you've probably been doing keto for a little bit. You understand the importance of fat, of protein. And I hope you also understand that carbs are not inherently bad. If you're looking for specifically vitamin C, the best sources that are going to be from certain plants. And there are some fruits that are very easily digestible. Right? But when you do eat fresh foods, fresh meat, or even fresh raw milk. These things are known to be anti-sorbutic. They, they might not have, on paper, loads of vitamin C. But people have known for generations that having these fresh foods around, right, just like in Stephenson's book, The Fat of the Land, he knew that, that if they had enough fresh meat, they wouldn't get scurvy. Right? And they, they didn't have to eat the meat raw to, get, to not get scurvy. They would cook a lot of it. Some of it they would eat raw. Right, so if you can handle certain plant foods, like there's no reason to cut them out forever. Right? Unless you're dealing with a serious autoimmune condition, you're really trying to get your health in line, then avoiding all fiber, all plant foods, avoiding things like fruit for a long period of time can be beneficial. Right? Carnivore is great, but it's not the only way. And I think looking for vitamin C on the carnivore approach might be, I don't know, there's some nuance to it. Some nuance to it. So check out uh, Amber O'Hearn. She's had some interesting posts on the vitamin C issue. All right, so she's had some interesting posts on the vitamin C issue. If you're if you're doing carnivore and you want to stick to carnivore, right? He's just sent another. Thank you for that. You sent another super chat. Appreciate that. Keto Fast Prime. Keto Fast Prime. This stream is brought to you by uh, Keto Fast Prime. Keto Fast Prime's channel is on YouTube. <laughs> Thank you for supporting the stream, Keto Fast Prime. Our sponsor in the chat. Loyal, loyal to the cause, Keto Fast Prime. Appreciate that. Said like three super chats in the last five minutes. Thanks, man. Uh, says I'm carnivore. All right, if you're trying to stick to carnivore, trying to get vitamin C, maybe look a little bit more into, look a little bit more into kind of the nuances of this. Some of the critiques on the assumption that we require that much vitamin C always. Okay. So if you have to be carnivore for whatever reason, like if this is for you know serious autoimmune condition and you can't handle other foods, that's fine. Or if you're just doing a, a carnivore experiment and you're starting out and you're going for it, it's cool. You don't need to stick with like just carnivore. If you're worried about vitamin C, like maybe include some foods that have vitamin C in it that are not meat, just to ease your mind, all right? I'm not, I'm not poo-pooing carnivore, I'm just saying. If you're worried about vitamin C, look a little bit deeper into the issue, read some of Amber's posts on the subject, and uh, I think Paleo Medicina has some interesting, maybe something on their blog about this as well, if I remember correctly. But yeah, don't worry too much. All right, uh, Jared Bear, 
says uh, Canadian5. Thank you, Jay Bear. Where can I find a clip of your I am a good global citizen intro? Thanks for the content, Kang. Yo, Kang. Yo, Kang. Thank you for the, uh, for the super chat. I appreciate that. You can find... You can find the one that we watched today. That one is called... Something about cockroach milk. Go to Alright, if you go to my channel, you're on my channel right now. Go to the playlists. The Good Global Citizen playlist. Jessica just reminded me. See, if I didn't have her, it'd be freaking useless. Nick Jones sends $9.99. Doesn't even say anything. And then Jessica, while I was speaking, said something under her breath. Smart alecky. I said so useless. She said so useless. She agreed with what I said. She agreed with the self-deprecating statement that I made, meaning that she dissed me, right? She right. just dissed me by agreeing with me. Right. Should I, I should probably reprimand her, right? <laughs> some, some media gaslighting lessons we're giving you here. <laughs> Get somebody to agree with you and then scold them for agreeing with you. <laughs> All right. All right, thanks for the Super Chats, guys. Let me come over here. I'll check the Streamlabs. Streamlabs is the best way for them Super Chats. Streamlabs doesn't take a cut like YouTube does. YouTube takes a big fat cut, but it's okay. Still send the Super Chats via YouTube because we do not get monetized by YouTube anymore. And eventually this whole channel will probably be demonetized in which the, uh, when that happens, the only way to send Super Chats is going to be through the Streamlabs. All right. Here's, here's somebody else to talk to. We got Derek. Right. Derek's been doing carnivore for a long time. He's got a great perspective on it. He says, adapted carnivores don't need as much vitamin C. Vitamin C is generated by plants to protect them from oxidation. If you consume less oxidative substances, you need less antioxidants, which makes sense, right? It does make sense. And this is the same critique that Ambro Hearn uses. Right? It's, it, it makes sense. It does make sense. Is, do I know that it's absolutely right? No, but it is a possible mechanism. It's a possible, it's a, uh, it's a theory that does make sense, that does seem to explain it. Um, people were talking about in the past about vitamin C competing with glucose for receptor sites. I'm not so sure if that one really fleshes out, but it does. It most definitely does seem that in the context of a very low-carbohydrate diet, in the context of a completely carnivorous diet, like Stephenson wrote about in his book, The Fat of the Land. It was also published under uh, Not by Bread Alone. Check out Stephenson's book, The Fat of the Land, about living with the Inuits for generations, for decades, rather, with no plant foods. I think it was like 11 years. 11 years on a full-on ketogenic carnivorous diet with the Inuit. No scurvy at all. No issues with vitamin C, right? So some people say because uric acid increases, right? Blood uric acid, which is an antioxidant. You also get an increase in glutathione production in the liver, which is an antioxidant. So a lot of things going on there. Yeah, so uh, again, don't get stuck too. If you think like, yes, on paper, you might think carnivore sounds amazing. It sounds perfect. I feel really great on carnivore for the first few months. But that doesn't mean you gotta stick there forever. It doesn't make sense to stay in that mode forever. It doesn't mean you have to do it forever. All right? We ain't vegans here. It's about what works for you and your context. Okay? So there's nothing wrong with 
trying to get some vitamin C-rich foods. A lot of people believe that these antioxidant-rich foods are very good. A lot of people can handle fruit very well. If you enjoy fruit, eat the fruit. If you do well with it, eat that. If you can't digest that fruit, you might feel better on a fully carnivorous diet for a while, and then you can introduce more foods as your gut is able to handle more foods. All right, so thanks for the super chats, y'all. Keep that support. Why? Windsurfing, parasailing? Right, yeah, nothing, nothing too extreme yet, but uh, lots of lots of walking and hiking. We're living up in the hills here above above the water, and it's just beautiful. And taking the doggies out, and many many adventures. But yeah, no wind sailing yet. My exercise is fingers typing. Yeah. Wow. I just, I mean, this is literally the first time I've interviewed Dr. Greg. We can tell, dude. Where I haven't gotten seasick, so. I can always do this, don't worry. <laughs> that is hilarious. Well, Bianca wants to know. <laughs> that is mildly funny, and I'm overreacting. <laughs> that's, that's almost kind of funny. <laughs> okay, next. Who does the cooking? What are your favorite meals? And can you find the same foods in Hawaii? Or are you eating more Hawaiian foods, like the Hawaiian sweet potatoes and the poi? Yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah, we both we both cook. We sort of wind up if people uh, I know a lot of your listeners follow me on Instagram. So I post a lot of um, what we're eating on Instagram. And we sort of tend to do we, we, we do the same category of food over and over again with slight variations. So um, we, we fondly refer to the main meal of the day as mush. Say it. Slippies, chippies and lead holes. We know. Of some type. And it has Wait, different mush. Of course. Well, of course. We gotta rewind that. Again, with slight variations. So um, we we fondly refer to the main meal of the day as mush of some type, and it has different flavors according to what we have. We have a we get a giant uh, box of a bunch of fresh produce from uh, various farms around here delivered to us every week, and so that changes every week what we get. We get different veggies, different. It's just amazing, like. We all look, we totally look forward to sitting down and having our bowl of mush together. And we, yeah, we, we enjoy, we call it mush. Sometimes we call it kibble. And we just, we sit down together and we, we just enjoy it, right? Dr. Gregor on his treadmill um, and me, <laughs> and me on my treadmill. We have tandem treadmills and we just walk and we eat our mush together, right? We slur our words together. We hold hands and we walk on the treadmills. Fruits, go to the farmer's markets, go to the grocery store. Um, but we just put it all together in, in a mush, which involves some green leafies. And, you know, many you of the can't call it doesn't. mush. It just doesn't make it sound good. She just said you both call it mush together. <laughs> sound enticing. But it's mush. It's, it's, it's a dope. You want to make it sound enticing. So it's Dr. Gregor's mush, right? Dr. Gregor's dad bod mush. That's enticing. Delicious bean and green and vegetable spice vegetable. melange. Don't listen oh, to it. A melange. Exactly. Okay. Not a slurry. Yeah, no, a slurry. No fecal slurry here. Thank you very much. So we tend to do like breakfast. Um, we've been doing a lot of smoothie bowls. I've gotten him hooked on smoothie bowls. Oh my god! Oh my god! Smoothie bowls. You put the smoothie in a bowl and you eat it with a spoon. It's freaking amazing. You've never experienced such a thing. You with normal smoothies. 
You know, they, you put a straw in it or whatever. And you, or you, you drink it from a cup with a smoothie bowl. Bear with me here. With a smoothie bowl, you put it in a bowl. Huh? With homemade, homemade. SOS Frey granola, amazing with pumpkin. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Ah. Also with the prebiotic mix with the oat groats. And oh, the yeah. And the and the All right, Dr. Gregor seems miserable. I just said, Dr. Gregor seems like he hates everything right now. <laughs> I, maybe, I don't know. Maybe I'm just reading into it. But it seems like Dr. Gregor is... Like, he's, it seems like he's maybe having a hard time. I, everybody's always asking Dr. Gregor, like, Dr. Gregor, what do you eat today? Dr. Gregor, how much protein should I eat? Dr. Gregor, what's your steroid cycle? But nobody asks, Dr. Gregor, how are you feeling today, Dr. Gregor? How are you? Are you okay? Nobody ever asks. Lentils. We have yeah. We're probably the only people who put lentils in our smoothie bowl. Now, now, see, groats. That's a word that sounds enticing. See, groats. mush, not so much, but groats. Who doesn't want to eat groats? Just inspires, just inspires you. So we do that for breakfast, and then uh, lunch is the 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 um, the exciting cornucopia flavors that Michael's describing. Um, and usually we repurpose that for dinner in some form or another. Dang, she's on first name. She's got first name basis with him. Michael. So that's, it's, it's not as adventurous as people might like to imagine, but we, we cover a lot of uh, culinary ground. Do the dozen. Yeah, we, we basically hit the dozen every day. Oh, good, because we actually have a question on that coming up. But they, uh, people want to know what island you're on and how do you get any work done in that beautiful paradise? It's challenging. <laughs> I, ironically, we came here to uh, all, all three of us. So we're living here together and, and Doug Lyle's also out here with us. Um, it's like three's company. It is three. <laughs> and he's, he's got his mom with him um, and he's not here. <laughs> Dr. Gregor is Tony Danza. <laughs> Dude, all right, this is, we're four, how do we get four minutes into this? You guys ready for another 56 minutes of this? No, you more. You guys ready for another 59 minutes? You guys ready for another 59 minutes of this? <laughs> when he's traveling, otherwise we'd have all three of us. Um, but all three of us, you know, Doug and I are, are finishing our book together, which we're hoping to finish by the spring. And uh, he is also starting a book project. So the, the sort of the landscape and the idea was that it would really lend itself to creative writing projects that all three of us are engaged in. Um, and has it? Um, well, you know, we're figuring out, you know, a balance. Uh, this is, uh, are we going to get like a reality show here? We've got... Dr. Gregor, Dr. What's her name? Dr. Jen Hauk, Hauk, Jen Hauk, and someone else all living together. We need some cameras. We need to, we need to wire up cameras in this place. This could be this could be huge. It's between the parasailing and the writing. It's not a not a balance that he has any problems striking. He's uh, much more productive than Doug and I are. Wow. That's great. Well, speaking of the of books, there is a question from you from Marnie Jen. Which of Dr. Greger's book is your favorite and why? Oh. 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 
interesting dilemma. It's, it's, it's a, a, the, of, of the books that are available to the general public. Oh, <laughs> interesting. I, I, I do, oh, it's a tough choice. It's a tough choice. But it looks like he's going to cry. He's always looking down in a way. Why is he? I don't know. So, something's going on with Dr. Gregor. Dr. Gregor, come on, man. We need, we need the real Michael Gregor back. The overly exuberant. All puffed up, all high in his own supply. We want that, Dr. Gregor. Coming at you live from my treadmill, Dr. Gregor. It doesn't matter if I slur my speech, because I just keep going a little speaking faster and faster, and I pretend like you understand what I'm saying. This is Dr. Gregor. Coming at you live from my treadmill. That's what we want. We don't want this like sad puppy dog looking ashamed, Dr. Gregor. What's up with this? What's up with this? You've been, you've been sneaking in meat on the side, Dr. Gregor. You have some sort of a strange relationship with Dr. Jen Hauk. And you know the comments are going to be weird on this video. What's up, Dr. Gregor? We need to know. Are you okay? I would say I, I, like, I like the hacks and the little tweaks and how not to diet. That was, I, learned, I learned quite a lot from how not to diet that I was surprised and not prepared to change my mind on some things, especially the chronobiology stuff. Um, and just some, some new data points that I hadn't been exposed to and had to rethink my conventional wisdom on. So it taught me something. So I appreciate books that teach me. Do you guys just always talk science or do you ever have like fun conversations about Netflix? Or I'm, I'm guessing Dr. Gregor doesn't even watch television. Just, he probably doesn't even have time. Dr. Gregor, you probably didn't even watch television. Dr. Gregor, you, what do you do? Like instead of watching television, you just like sit in, you just like sit in the like, uh, in the, uh, in lotus position and like rub your fingers together and levitate from the sound of your fingers rubbing together like what do you, what do you even do like instead of watching tv to just like travel like through other dimensions and like just like show up in people's rooms and just like touch their forehead and give them awesome dreams or something like you probably do right do you yeah in conversations about science <laughs> what about science isn't fun <laughs> there's that there's a dr gregory we love there's the Dr. Gregory love. The famed exuberance. Bottling in all the spite and rage and hatred. That's the Dr. Gregory we love. <laughs> that like Bond villain vibe. Thank you. You're back. He's back. He's okay. I misread it. Is he this funny all the time? Oh, it's, it's, it's funnier. It's funnier, actually. It's, oh. he's, he's ridiculous. Oh, my God. And speaking of, of looking at each other's content, Mark says, Dr. Gregory... <laughs> Speaking of looking at each other's content, have you guys seen each other's content living in the same house? Have you been looking at each other's content? Huh? Yeah. Have you listened to all 236 episodes of the Beat Your Jeans podcast and which is your favorite episode? I only listen to the ones that Jen is on. If it's one of those Doug Lyle alone ones, I just skip over that one my favorite ones are the one where dr hawk is there alone <laughs> not being interrupted and just, just straight on in given the uh, yeah uh, the more dr hawk the better as far as i'm concerned very sweet doug doesn't interrupt me too much actually i get accused all the time of interrupting him it's one of the recurring comments i get from people on youtube is that i interrupt doug too much and i'm like have you had have you tried to have a conversation you got it you got to interrupt to get a good word in edgewise that, that is so interesting well do the boys get along <laughs> do the boys get along 
You, the boys get off with the fingers. <laughs> All right, lady. All right, lady. We got Keto Fast Prime sends Canadian 10 bucks. Thanks, Keto Fast Prime. It might be like the third or fourth super chat. Appreciate that. We got Keto Fast Prime floating the stream for us. Keto Fast Prime, keeping the stream alive, keeping the channel alive. I'm an essential twerker, by the way, a respiratory therapist. Six months, we had only 20 intubated patients. We have had zero CUFID for about one month and a half. Yet, we are all walking with face diapers. Dude, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, and and where, where is the policy coming from? Right, so obviously, you know, the, the hospital, uh, the board of the hospital, where are they getting the policy from? Where are they getting it from? Is it the insurance companies? It's freaking insane. Freaking insane. Phoenix compilations can't wait for Gregor's OnlyFans. That's what I'm saying. That's what I think she was getting at. She was like, do the boys get along? And she did the thing with their fingers. She, they're about to drop it. They're going to announce it. We're getting, it's going to happen, you guys. It's going to happen. Dr. Gregor, OnlyFans. I'm down. How much would you pay? How much you, would you pay? $200 a month? $3,000 a month? $4,000? $5,000? You, you and Motown? Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> no, 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 you and Doug. Yeah, they're, they're, they're living in their own orbits, different, different timelines. So yeah, yeah we, we're all sort of in our own space. But yeah, everybody's friendly. Obviously, we're all yeah. living together. Well, I'm just so glad because for, for the longest time, everybody thought you and Doug were an item. And I'm like, no, they're not. Nope, nope, that, that is it. That is but, but it's funny how people just, just think things, right? And just tell stories. It's not true. So here's a question for both of you from Stephanie. She says, in your, both doctors, in your respective fields, is there any new science or any new research studies going on now that you're interested in or excited about? Oh, well, you go ahead. Yeah. Um, I'm super excited about Dr. Dean Ornish's uh, mm -hmm. um, uh, trial on reversing Alzheimer's disease. <laughs> I'm sure you are. He has a personal vested interest. Those of you remember... I started out reversing heart disease when we didn't even know heart disease could be reversed, at least in the medical literature. Um, so after uh, knocking off killer number one off the list, he moved on to killer number two, cancer, and found that the same plant-based diet and lifestyle program could reverse the progression of prostate cancer. Come on. Um, first Come time, on. any dietary intervention has been shown to do that. All right, wiped off uh, heart disease. Again, uh, Ornish's studies, Dr. Ornish's studies are notoriously faulty, are notoriously shitty. Uh, there are some very good critiques on Ornish's studies. But, um, his very, very unscientific very, very strange studies. Um, and they try to represent these studies as being vegan. The studies were not vegan in Ornish's work. These studies were not even vegan. So these people who are constantly telling us that veganism is a morality, it's an ethical code, this and that, they're always conflating vegetarianism and veganism in the studies. Consistently. Right, hold your feet to the fire on these things. These people are not intellectually honest with the way that they represent their studies, with the way that they represent the, the scientific literature on so-called vegan diets, they're always conflating it with vegetarianism. 
while saying that vegetarians are unethical posers, right? All you plant-based posers. All right. I don't know, guys. You, how, how long until we get the Dr. Gregor's OnlyFans? That's what I want to know. Will we get the OnlyFans or not? Ah, all right. We got, some, we got some super chats over on Streamlabs. The Streamlabs super chats. I'm going to set it up for the next stream. I'll set it up to where we get the alerts. All right? The alerts are not popping through now, but here, we'll, just, we'll do one just for fun. Just because there's so much fun. There's so much fun. The alerts, we'll make sure they're guys. Coming. If you want to be the big man, the big daddy, guys, if you want to be the big man, the big daddy, <laughs> want to be the big man, the big daddy, send them donations via the stream labs rather than the super chat. It's weird because when I send a test, it goes through, but then on the back end, it doesn't go through. So we got some stream labs donations here. Appreciate them super chats. Althea Fordice. All the Fordice, I don't know. Althea Fordice, I butchered the name. Says five bucks. Says, what's your, what's your workout routine look like? Workout routine. You know, right now, I don't have like a consistent programmed routine, nor do I have any specific fitness goals. In the morning, I milk three cows in a deep squat. So, I mean, I, I mean a, like a, I'm talking like a 40-minute squat, <laughs> milking cows. I don't use a stool because I like how it feels like in the deep squat. So my legs do get sore from that. Um, basically, physical labor. And then this week, I did a session. I'm actually still sore in my upper body. My back and my chest are still sore. Uh, I did a progression of, and I did a drop set at the end. I did weighted push-ups with my children on my back. So I start out. A set of push-ups, normal, and then I do a set of push-ups with Ryder on my back. I think I did two with Ryder on my back, one with Ariana on my back. Who, Ariana's like... Six, she's, she's 55. She's, I think she's 55. Yeah, yeah. Ariana's 55 pounds, so she, gets, she likes to get on my back and make me do push-ups. And Ryder weighs 35 pounds or 34.6 or something last time. I feel like 34.6 forever. Uh, say 35 pounds for Ryder. And so yeah, I did a set of normal push-ups, two sets of push-ups with 35 pounds rider on my back, a set of push-up with Ariana on my back, and then I did a drop set, so then Ariana got off my back. No, 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 I did a set with Ariana, and then another set with Ryder, and then that set with Ryder, I did a drop set, and I finished it off with just like playing, did it to failure, right? And it was more sore than if I were to do bench press, but I also do some heavy lifting, I do some bench pressing every now and then, uh, sometimes some like accessory exercises with lifts i'll do a little bit of deadlifting every now and then although i've been kind of backing off of that so yeah potentially kettlebells not not like a couple weeks though i haven't touched kettlebells in a couple weeks so yeah kettlebells calisthenics weights and uh, none of it is programmed right now because i have no specific fitness goals and i have a lot of physical work that uh that gets done around the house and uh milking cows every morning and whatnot too so uh i know disappointing not super glamorous but you know, you don't need you don't need to be doing a full body routine. You don't need to be doing bro splits. You don't need to be doing. Granted, I've I've already like I've gone through periods of time, right? And get the physique I have now just from doing some push ups. <laughs> so it was years of work, but I do maintain really easily, and I don't go nuts on uh, on the workouts these days because I got a lot of work and I got little time, and uh, 
Yeah, so that's how it is. South River donated 10 euros. Says jukebox insane in the membrane with California top button. Essay shirt, please. <laughs> you want me to you want me to piss off all my Mexican homies, Essay? Yo, I ain't got no I ain't got no top button on my shirt, homes, but I can bust some insane in the membrane, homes. I don't know none of the verses, yo. Insane in the membrane. Insane in the brain. <laughs> Insane in the membrane. Insane in the brain. We need we need a Dr. Gregor insane in the membrane, huh? Dr. Gregor insane in the membrane. Insane in the membrane. So you guys, if you want to be the big man, the big daddy, you're gonna have to work out for years. So it's like look when you ask also. Asking somebody, what's your workout routine? Like, what do you do for a workout? Say somebody looks, has a, has a very uh, a respectable physique. You're like, all right, that's, that's like a body form that I want to go for. I'm going towards that. And you ask that person, what do they do to work out? What do they do for workouts? That really isn't going to help you get there. If you imitate exactly the workouts that that person does, you're not necessarily going to look like that person. All right? So it takes years to build muscle. Yeah? It takes time it takes patience it takes diet yeah, but if you don't want to have a dad bod like like uh our buddy here let's pull you don't want a dad bod like uh like this specimen right here if you don't want to be super attractive to the women like dr gregor like men's health says um I would start out just doing a basic strength training progression. A lot of people start out with like a basic five by five and then move on from there, right? Basically, what I did was uh, uh, powerlifting movements for several years, worked on building up my bench press, deadlift, uh, squat, did some accessory exercises. I did some 531, Wendler's 531 for a while. Uh, there was some, uh, a period of time where I was doing full body two to three times a week. I've gone through different phases. Yeah, but it, years of dedication is what it takes, right? Two, three, four. I mean, if you're like great genetics, maybe a couple years, right? You can look great if you're young. Most people in you know, three to five years, respectable, good physique. So yeah, have patience. It's not necessarily about finding the perfect workout routine, right? Like workout routine is not what's so important. What's important is commitment, consistency, diet and stimulating the muscle to grow. If you want to stimulate the muscle to grow, the bodybuilding movements can be great. Focusing on strength progression as a new lifter is important. So I hope that helps. I know that I think you said that super chat 20 minutes ago. Hope you're still watching. Hope you got that one. I hope that helps. All right, if you guys got any other questions, feel free to send them via the super chat below in the uh, chat there on YouTube or you can Send a super chat via Streamlabs. Streamlabs is always best. There's a link in the description. You want to be the big man, the big daddy, you must send the super chat links. Tran or Deca? Both. <laughs> no, you don't need steroids to look like me. You do not need steroids. You know what's crazy? There are people who do take steroids to barely look better than like a physique that you can build without steroids. It's kind of silly. It's kind of silly. But I do not 
want to take. And I would not take exogenous testosterone unless absolutely needed. I think it's uh, it's very obvious. I mean, from talking to people who've taken that route, you're, you're, there's no going back. You stop producing endogenous testosterone and you're dependent on exogenous testosterone. So what happens if the supply line dries up and you're on steroids, you need those steroids to feel good, to have testosterone, your balls aren't producing testosterone, what happens if you can't get it anymore? I don't know. I mean, to me, it's a, the natural way is definitely the best way. And there are ways to improve your hormones, right? Getting, a, if, getting good sleep, getting your diet in line, right? timing your meals correctly, timing your workouts correctly. All these things have their place, but basically you're looking at stimulate the muscles to grow, get enough calories, get enough protein and fat, and the essential amino acids, essential nutrients, essential fatty acids to grow the muscle and get enough sleep. Simple. And then you got to repeat that year after year, right? And, and that's how you do it. That's how you do it. All right, guys. Planetary Farms donated 15 bucks. Says, testing one, two, three. Planetary Farms found the Super Chat link for the Streamlabs. Thank you very much for that 15 buck a donation. Appreciate that. Planetary Farms. Planetary Farms, what do you guys grow out there? You guys grow... What's y'all growing? Planetary Farms. What are you guys doing over there? I want to know. Right. We don't know. Somewhere on the planet. <laughs> Somewhere on the planet. All right. We done with Dr. Gregor? Dr. Gre all right, look. New chapter. Right? Dr. Gregor with a lady. Dr. Gregor slaying the ladies let's let we'll, we'll admire the dynamic here one more time dr gregor does seem to have charmed this woman it does seem that in in real life dr gregor he's got some swagger he's got some charm right you got you got to give dr gregor some credit right this dude this dude right here dr gregor looking like this right this dude looking like this has hordes of people that think he is the most amazing man in the world there are vegan women who worship this dude who think that he is the hottest man alive like dr gregor the sexiest vegan alive i just realized that i here i'll fix this for you guys my uh my video i should have zoomed in on that there you go my head's too small <laughs> you see half the room you barely see me sorry guys it's like the whole stream done with a small window Give this dude some freaking credit, though. Looking like that, Dr. Gregor has all these, all these people duped. He has this chick eaten out of his hand. You gotta give him some credit. Eating mush out of his hands. Eating mush out of his hands. That was, that was Jessica. She pipes in every once in a while. Rides against cancer. What's next? How about uh, they are really going after a hard nut to crack? Alzheimer's disease. So basically taking One people life. with Alzheimer's, randomizing them to the same plant-based diet and lifestyle that has been so effective in helping with other chronic diseases like high blood pressure and type 2 diabetes on down the list. Could we reverse the progression of Alzheimer's? We don't know because the trial isn't finished, but it's ongoing right now and I'm waiting at the edge of my seat. <laughs> Imagine like Dr. Gregor selling Dr. Gregor, right? He, he can sell that plant-based diet, right? He's got his lines. He just, he regurgitates it. He's, it's on autopilot, right? You can tell. 
Dr. Gregory's using cruise control half the time. <laughs> but like I just I'm trying to remember, like Dr. Gregory convincing this woman to let him put his slippies and his chippies in her lint hole. Right? Like I, that's 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 what I want to see. I want to see the the I want to see Dr. Gregor working his mojo. And we're seeing a little bit of that here. You're seeing a little bit of it, but I want I want to see him like really laying down the game, laying it down thick, like some monk. Let's see what he says. I think she's the best. <laughs> we're gonna have that fight again. <laughs> The no, you're the best. No, you're the best. No, you're the best. No, you're the best. We're miserable, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> Arguments about anything evidence-based, I think by definition, because it's evidence-based, we just, if we have a disagreement, it's like, well, what does the science say? It's, it's sort of like, there is an answer. There's an objective capital T truth to things in that realm. And so if we have a disagreement, that's actually an interesting point of entry to sort of like where, what, who is, who has the more distorted worldview and why, where, what's the location of that disagreement? So that's like, cool. Well, what here's about, the, what about studies in social sciences that are really interesting right now? Anything you're waiting to see the results of? Social sciences, social sciences. This, this is what these people actually study. <laughs> social science, social sciences, aka human manipulation techniques and marketing. There's a oh, there's there's a bunch of things. So I um, as he let's hear let's hear what social science, aka mass manipulation techniques, she's interested in. You know, I'm always reading 17 different things at once. I'm I'm just I'm always I'm sourcing different pieces. It's my openness in the big five. So I'm always interested in a lot of things at, at the same time. But I think there's a really um, there's, there's a natural experiment happening with personality and COVID right now, which is really interesting, um, that I've been writing and talking a lot about. Say it, say it, toxic masculinity and wearing masks. Come on, do it. How your personality on the big five in behavioral genetics is sort of modulating your, your psychological experience of this moment between COVID and, and everything that's going on politically. And Behavioral genetics. That's the kind of evil shit these people at the top are into, right? They're funding studies on behavioral genetics and also taking genetic samples from as many people as they possibly can all the time, compiling more and more data behaviorism right it's this this idea that you can create a utopia through just controlling people enough <laughs> that's what social science is about that's why the rockefellers in, uh, invented social sciences that's why they funded the social sciences into existence through the university system which is finally crumbling but it seems like that momentum that energy is going to be transferred into digital university systems of digital brainwashing of isolated pod education for everybody which I think we'll talk a little bit about that next time. We'll talk about this the, the education system changes and a lot of the brainwashing stuff, a lot of things that have been coming out the last few weeks about what they're doing to children in these schools. Because it's just horrific. What these people are doing, to try to, what, the, the way these people are manipulating our consciousness is absolutely sinister. And they use useful idiots like this, right? Social scientists. I don't know if Jen Houck is a social scientist, but it sounds like she's very interested in the field. Right, it's a very snaky little field, the social sciences, and it's very unscientific. How that's going to bear on the election? I think because we, uh, as as a as a political scientist and with my academic roots in that space, it's um, you don't often get these moments where you have a lot of 
uh, different because of the federal system with different states with different different ideas, um, leading to different outcomes that you can trace over time in a really robust, interesting way. So I think there's going to be a lot of really interesting papers in the social science space, including in political science, including in clinical psychology, touching on the intersection between personality and politics in ways that it just hasn't hasn't um, been rooted in that kind of evidence and certainly experimental evidence before. So that's really exciting to me. Wow, you guys are such nerds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow, you use smart words. You use really big smart words. I like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, I think, I think we can have to move on from that one. We're going like two and a half hours now. What's up, everybody? Christ Fulfilling Prophecy. Hello there, Mike. Mark Schmitz, library card. Okay, always regulating the chat. It says evidence-based as of evidence is neutral and not interpreted. Exactly. That's what they hold. Well, it's just evidence-based. Pretending that evidence is neutral and doesn't require an interpretation and an observer to interpret it. The evidence is just out there waiting for us to discover the truth of the settled science. Right? The evidence is clear. We looked at the evidence and we were stunned. We looked at the evidence. And we were shocked to find. We looked at the evidence. And we found that. People are really freaking stupid. And if we just tell them that we looked at the evidence, they'll believe us and then believe anything that we tell them after that. We looked at the evidence and we found that studies show that if we say that we looked at the evidence and say that studies show, that you will believe whatever we say after that. Because that's how stupid we think you are. And that's how stupid we are. We got some more super. Do we have more super chats? We'll come over here. We'll read them if they're there. Library card. Planetary Farms said they were. Uh, they got pomegranates, various veggies, and we have chickens and feed with a lot of the produce. Just a small urban farm. Hopefully one day a much larger one. That's what's up, right? Urban farms, suburban farms. Now you can have a lot of chickens in a small area, right? And shoot, look as long as you're able to get good quality feed for those you can have good quality eggs in your backyard now you're probably not gonna be able to grow all the feed for your chickens in your own backyard in a suburban area or in an urban area but you start small and you expand from there you gain the skills as you go half the projects that we're starting we have no idea what we're doing we learn as we go we learn as we go along that's what's up Yeah. All right, what's up, guys? Library card, jam, bear. What else, guys? What else is new? How do I become the big daddy? Venus compilations. Venus compilations, you become the big daddy by making more compilation videos. Oh, and of course, we, I got to be obligatory. You got you to gotta send them super chats, too, right? If you want to be immune to toxic masculinity, you must... Send send them super chats. Phoenix Compilations. Here, I'll pull up. You got Phoenix Compilations right here. All right, we're moving on to the next. We're moving on to the next subject. First, before we go on to Phoenix Compilations, maybe we'll save this one. We'll go to Phoenix Compilations first. We'll save Vegan Gains showing us his awesome power slide moves on his rollerblades. I don't, I, oh, it's so, this is so hard. This is really, really hard. Okay. 
vegan gains video power slide practice on inline skates or talk about blockchain technocracy unlocking education and workforce opportunity through blockchain and the way that they're bringing this tracking and control mechanism into the schools which one which one? <laughs> just the thing everybody the, the the fun bullshit topics are always way more they're more enjoyable well they follow dr gregory they do follow dr gregory really well but i know but you just try to keep a balance i try to keep a balance of serious serious analysis and fun jokey hilarious shit right Jared Bear, since Canadian, five bucks. Anything planned with Jay Dyer in the near future? Always. How about next week? We'll do a Jay Dyer stream next week. Jay Dyer stream. Shout out to Jay. Jay's channel. Jay's channel is killing it always. Our channel is getting killed always. Whereas we used to get 300, 250 viewers. Now we're lucky to get 150. But thank you so much, YouTube. We know that there are really billion we're really more like nine billion people watching this right now this channel's reach is far beyond what youtube tells us all right vegan gains all right let's learn it i, I want to learn how to do some sick ass moves on rollerblades i don't know how to do some sick moves on rollerblades but uh yeah i just don't know where to go for advice on that oh wait philosopher kang pimp daddy pimpin ain't easy cumin ain't easy cumin is a way of life master debater master debater and master baiter chronic master debater chronic masturbator non-civilian vegan gains porn kingpin <laughs> vegan gains Dude, all right, let's see. Vegan Gains, description. Hi, everyone. The heel break is an effective way of stopping at high speed or an emergency, so I've been practicing power slides on my inline skates. I'm no expert, but I thought I'd share my practice session. That's what's up. That's what's up. You need heel breaks, but those are ineffective for stopping at high speed. Guess how you stop at high speed? power slide inline skates right not rollerblades inline skates inline skates that's what's up watch and learn plebs all right what's going on everybody rope four looped yeah that was sick right, look at that dang dog Talk about dad bod. We know you're not a dad, vegan gays. Richard, we know you're not a dad. We know you hate children. But dude, you got, you got a sick dad bod going on right now, bro. Ugh. All right, what's going on, everybody? We're up for late night skate again. And vegan gains when he's, when he's feeling extra confident. When he's feeling extra confident. Look at, look at the swagger. This is nice. You see, you see him in his. He, he's getting his dopamine up a little bit. He's learning a new skill. It's good. It's good. It's, at least he's not sitting around playing video games. Give him some credit, right? He's getting outside. Yeah, it's the middle of the night. 
in a parking lot. He's wearing knee pads and elbow pads and a helmet. He's safe. He's safe. All right, what's going on, everybody? We're out for a late night skate again, and uh, today. And he's got, a, of course, he has his wife filming him. Right, he's, babe, come up, come and film me doing some sweet power slides. <laughs> we'll post it on YouTube. <laughs> Wanted to practice some uh, more powerful stopping techniques for the last while. I've been relying on the heel brake on my skates, which isn't very powerful, doesn't stop you very quickly, and uh, if you're skating in traffic, you can get into some close calls, so gonna try. Just living on the edge, living on a razor's edge. Walk along the razor's edge, a -da 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 -da. push it to the limit, push it to the limit. Get it. Some more powerful stopping techniques like power slides. Powerful stopping techniques like power slides, ladies. Hey, any of you, any of you, uh, any of Vegan Gain's famous, uh, I'm sorry, I can't even speak. Any of Vegan Gain's favorite porn stars out there watching and you want to know how to do some powerful power slides and increase your confidence and your swagger rocking that trying to hide the smile smirk vegan gains like this is like the happiest i've ever seen him like this this video kind of it's kind of uplifting this is like vegan gains is feeling confident feeling happy he's not whining and screaming and crying about anything i can, i want to go do some freaking power slides on some rollerblades right now i feel like it'll some more powerful stopping <laughs> techniques like power slides a little nervous haven't really been able to do them so well yet, so just gonna skate around practice and I'll show you how I am, basically. Show you how my body moves, how I flow, my movement patterns, the subtle, subtle control moves that I do. Right. Little flick of the foot. Ugh. Throw some, some blades on the pavement. Right, I'm gonna blade it up. I'm gonna blade it up. Ooh. Look at that side to side movement. Let's see it. Nerve-wracking, right? Like that was dangerous. That was super dangerous. Let's we'll jump forward. Let's let's see the progression here. I assume I assume Jasmine's filming, which is kind of sweet, right? Goes out there with his wives, rollerblading. How old is Vegan Gaines? Is he has he reached thirty yet? Has he reached thirty? I just, I turned thirty-three a few months ago, back in May. I turned thirty-three. How old is Vegan Gaines? Is he like twenty-eight, twenty-nine? It's just really weird. It's yeah, I mean, it would make sense. It, it seems very strange to me. It's kind of sad to see people like, you know, in their 30s trying to relive experiences that they should have had when they were 9, 10 years old. But I guess, I don't know. I mean, look, a lot of broken families out there. A lot of people had shitty childhoods. Vegan Gaines probably one of them. Um, whether his childhood was shitty because of all the other people that he would blame for it or if it was shitty because he just made everybody miserable around him and 
wanted to be miserable. Who knows? But, you know, I mean, it's cool that he's out there on the rollerblades, but it's kind of weird. Like, you're grown man, dude. You're like 30 years old. You're in a freaking parking lot at 3 a.m. trying to bust power slides on your rollerblades so you can post it on the internet. I mean, hey. He's got a vasectomy, Tristan. What's his future? <laughs> oh, shit. You're right. Well, yeah. I mean, we, that's, that's that vasectomy life, right? Like, what do you do when you're 60, though? Right? Like, this is what you're doing when you're 30. If you're not going to have children, you hate children. What happens when you're 60, 70? Oh, oh, so close. He's disappointed with that one. He knows he could do it better. Damn. Oh, so close. Ugh. That was closer. I think I need to like actively push out more. I don't know. No, vegan gains. Let me give you a piece of advice. You have to go more than you have to go faster than two miles per hour. You have to go faster, dude. I'm sorry, I had to say it though. My four year old son pushes on his knees on a skateboard faster than you're going. Right? You got to go a little bit faster, and you got to commit to it. You got to lean into it and commit. I don't even ride gay little rollerblades, but I you, you lean into it, dude. Go fast. Commit to it. I know you don't like committing to anything. <laughs> commit to that shit, vegan gays. Lean into it, dog. Lean into that. <laughs> it's just eight minutes of this. 6,000 views, guys. 6,000 views put out today. This video, by like the end of the week, this will have more, more views... Anything on my channel in the last six months. Riveting content. Groundbreaking material. There he goes. Finally getting some speed. Now he'll do it. Could be in a pussy. Got some speed. Lean into it, dude. Who cares if you fall? Oh, no. You just want to go around a circle. That's how fast he should be going if he's trying to do his little gay slides. Anyways, is he gonna do one? Come on. Gotta be careful around here, there's a lot of rocks. <laughs> there's a lot of rocks. There's a lot of rocks. All right, well, we asked earlier, what are you doing, vegan gains or, uh, or Phoenix compilations? That was, that was anticlimactic vegan gains video. There's a little humanity coming out of vegan gays there. Now you see why in the past I've said, like, I've got, I've got a soft spot for Richard. There's, there's a little bit of a soft spot for Richard there. We're all human. We're all made in the image and likeness of God, right? We just reject. We reject the truth. But um, Richard, I'm glad that you're, you know, embracing the blades. Um, you were kind of worrying me with, like, the, the homophobic stuff against Frank. I was starting to think you were a homophobe, but the fact that you got the rollerblades, it shows me that you're like, you're down for LGBTQ, P, LGBTQP, you're down for it, and that's cool. I'm glad you support the community, it's cool, dude. Uh, Nick Oiffinger sends a 499 super chat, says, you know what's the worst part about rollerblading? Telling your parents you're gay. <laughs> that's a joke from some comedian that I've heard before. What is, who, who said that? I've heard that one. Someone said that before. It's kind, of, it's kind of an obvious one, gotta say. This is the joke that I was saying while you sent that to. Isn't that funny? I was just saying it in different words. <laughs> All right. 
Alright, what's up everybody? Phoenix Compilations. Jasmine out there in the cold filming him. Come on, she loves him. It's, 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 it's kind of sweet. Look, Jasmine loves him. She actually loves him. He seems like he, he probably really loves her. Even though he sells her pictures of her booty hole online. But look, think about this. When you grow up, like your vegan gains, and you grow up just as a like professional coomer, right? Vegan gains has talked about his... Well, he doesn't talk about it as an addiction. But he talks about his porn... His... What would you call it? Enjoyment. He's a porn hobbyist. <laughs> right? He's a, he's a big fan of the pornography, right? So vegan gains... Big fan of the ponos. Um, completely disconnected from human beings in general growing up. Raised by electronic devices. Raised by his freaking computer games, dude. Raised by Xbox. It's, I don't know. There's, it, that, how, how, do you, how do you express love? How do you show somebody that you love them? How do you have a healthy relationship when you're raised? Like our generation, completely addicted to porn. Hentai, right? There you go. Phoenix compilation. Thank you. So it's not porn hentai. I, I guess consider that porn, but not just porn, but cartoon porno, right? Drawings of porn. Hentai. Japanese cartoon porn. Girls have addicted to that stuff. Like, how do you, how do you show somebody you love them? You make porn of them and you put them on the internet. <laughs> so it's like his, his offering on OnlyFans of his wife's booty hole pictures. It's kind of like the only way, it's his distorted way of trying to show his affection for somebody. For somebody. Right, it's this distorted way of trying to show love. It ends up being like abusive and demonic, but um, he's showing some love. All right, so we're, we're back here. We got Phoenix Compilations. I watched this one earlier. He's got a bunch. He's got like one, two, three, four videos. I haven't even watched yet. I haven't even watched some of your new ones, man. Phoenix compilations up in the chat. We're going to check out his video on toxic masculinity. <laughs> we talked about, I think this this might have been in response to my call out of uh, Hench Herbivore. Hi, this is Paul from Hench Herbivore. Hench herbivore, we, we, we were calling him out for being a hypocrite. And I think this might be the video that he made after after that little little conversation in the stream the other day. So let's check it out. Well, I'm bigger and stronger than you. I'm so like bigger than you and far stronger than I'm me. bigger than you. I'm stronger uh, than deer you. Deer and fish that you kill yourself like big man does big well, man. Again, I'm bigger and stronger than I'm you. I'm bigger right. than you. I'm stronger than if you. If you want to have an MMA match or a boxing match, we can say... Wait a minute. I'm far bigger and far stronger my than you. Better, my hole's better. My hole's better. My tattoo's better. Why am I bigger than you and stronger How than you? How much do I bench? Which we don't. I'm bigger than you. And I'm stronger than Maybe you. Maybe find a boxing or MMA gym and find out who. But I'm bigger than you and stronger than you. So. <laughs> I'd love to beat your fucking. I'm wait, wait, why does Richard look straight up? Looks like a white dude in that pic. In that, <laughs> he's, he looks so white there. That's crazy. I'm bigger than you. I'm stronger than you. And I'm just. I want to say, like Hench, I really appreciate you, man. Like you're, you're such a great representative. Of veganism, um, you just you always you always bring the laughs, Hench. I, I appreciate that, Hench. You are becoming, you're quickly becoming funnier than Dr. Gregor. You might just become the new Dr. Gregor on this channel, Hench. You might that now. That's not a promise, 
Because Dr. Gregor is still freaking hilarious, but you might become, you might become one of the most milkable lull cows. We'll see. My bitch bigger than yours. My girl's bigger than yours. My girl's I'm bigger than you. I'm stronger than you. I walk better. My shoes fit me better. I get paid for it. I'm much bigger and stronger than I'm you. I'm your father. I'm the hunter with a spear. I must be mine. How much bigger and stronger I am than you. <laughs> we got our lives together in that time, I think. We sort of grew yeah, up, grew we up sort a bit. Yeah, we sort of a bit of fitness. And you were on steroids at the time, yeah? Yeah. So, like, yeah. at one point, I was on, like, 30 times the amount of testosterone that should naturally be produced. <laughs> you want to be the big man. <laughs> the big daddy. <laughs> the big daddy. <laughs> All right, Phoenix compilation. That was good. That was good. It's not your best work. It's not your best work, but it's good. I'm an I'm an on I'm a, I'm a friend. I'll tell you, it's not your best work, but it's good. Let's see. I think one of your best two vegans malfunction during live debate. I quite liked that one. That was a good one. Oh, vegan gains interrupts John Venus for two minutes straight. Don't be offended, but that's my favorite one from you. I know that was, it's like a, you know, it's a one hit wonder kind of thing. And it's, it's a, it's a simple concept, but I did like that video. I think that's your best so far. I say that's, that's peak form, at least on like the vegan style videos. Should we do one more? Another Phoenix compilations video? Just, oh, uh, only, only critique Phoenix compilations. Just go through next time you do an edit like that. Throw headphones on, listen to it all the way through, and equalize the volume. I make the, I do that all the time, dude. I'll, I'll get through editing a video, and there's certain parts of the video where the volume's much higher, and I just, I'm so eager to get done with it, and I'll just publish it. But like, if I make myself throw the headphones on and listen to it through, just one time to make sure that the, uh, the audio's good. Yeah, dude, that was good. The toxic masculine. And there, there are a lot of, there's clips of, uh, of both of them saying, like there's a clip of Hench Herbivore saying, like from the, the video that Sky made, you, you did it wrong, that I collaborated with her on. He had that quote of, uh, you, you've been gaslighted into toxic masculinity. I'd put that in there. And then I'd put the, the toxic masculinity statement from that one guy. If you want to be the big man, the big daddy, he said something about toxic, toxic masculinity. Tommy Kelly, he's got the toxic masculinity. Those were some good clips too. No, I'm not, I'm not crying. I'm not complaining. I'm not bitching. It's good. You got you got some good clips in there. You got the main ones. <laughs> All right, vegan gains. We're gonna check in on vegan gains next stream. I think the next stream might be called. Vegan spirituality. We're gonna explore some of the uh, some of the funnier aspects of the vegan world, which is their spiritual views. We'll we'll explore vegan spirituality next time. We got a few videos queued up for that one. We have a lot of topics to hit on, and just not enough time. And I gotta spread out the streams a little bit, and I can't do the streams if there's not support from you guys. Of course, if you guys want more streams, make sure to support. The Streamlabs link is the best place to donate or via the Super Chats. Or you can become a member at PrimalEdgeHealth.com slash membership. If you join for a year, it's 50% less than if you pay monthly. We've got a private forum. We do weekly coaching calls in there. That's the best way to get coaching from us very affordably. And, of course, we also do 
as we have for the last well, like six years, private coaching consultations. If you want help dialing in your diet, whether that be a carnivorous diet, a ketogenic diet, or if you're trying to lose body fat, gain some muscle while consuming carbohydrates for performance, it's about what works for you in your context. It's not about sticking to some single dietary dogma and one single framework and believing that that's the only way to do it. It's about what works in your individual context, in your situation. That's what's up. Phoenix Compilation says, I edit with no headphones. That's probably why. Yeah, I edit with no headphones too. I hate headphones. But then I always notice when I play a video later that like levels will be off. Then people will make comments. I'm like, dang, I wish I listened to it with headphones on. All right, so. Of course, I'm human. And I will give you editing advice that I myself don't even follow. <laughs> don't even follow that shit. Um, yeah, appreciate that. Eternal love and gratitude. What's up? Phoenix compilations, Christ fulfilling prophecy. What do you guys want? What do you guys want? What do you want? What do you want from me? What do you want from me? I think tomorrow or Sunday there will be another stream. Maybe we'll do it Sunday evening or tomorrow evening. We'll have to decide. I might try to make a stream soon so that some of the Euro folks and the UK folks can turn in tune in a little earlier. Problem is our our children are awake during the day. It's best for Jessica and I to do the streams at night. No, it's not that the problem's not that they're awake. It's just the problem is like we're like doing stuff with the kids and like we're doing stuff around the house. We're doing it's easier to stream at night when the children went to sleep. Jessica can hang out in the room with me and pretend like she's listening while she's weaving. It's got like a massive weave going on here. Kind of. So yeah, I think maybe tomorrow or Sunday we'll do the next chat. Next stream. What do you guys want to do? You guys want some more? Let's see. We'll come over here and check on the stream labs. Planetary Farm, South River, Aldea Fortis, Turtle Broman, Doorman, Sid Meister, Real Big Nuts, Doorman360, and Joe Wags. I want to thank you guys for supporting. It's the user support that keeps these going. You don't get these streams without your support. We can't do it without your support. We were really, we really appreciate the support we get from you guys. Uh, there we go. We got a we got a Streamlabs support jump through right now. Pure Nature sends five, donates five bucks. Says, uh, do you have any advice on how to deal with guilt, and what's your general perspective on it? Wish you all the best. Yeah, that's a that's a real general question, right? How to deal with guilt? I mean, what what is guilt? I mean, it's, it, we recognize that we've done something wrong. It's the recognition of our own sins. So the next step is repentance, right? Guilt is just there to lead us to repentance, which is turning from our old ways, which is changing our ways. So how do we deal with guilt? We get rid of the guilt, not by stomping it out and becoming a psychopath who doesn't care about you know, the state of our soul, the state of, our, of ourselves, that our relationships with our families, with our friends, with God. We don't stomp out guilt that way. We stomp out guilt. We get rid of it by confessing, by turning away from our sin. So first of all, I would say it's like guilt is a, it, this is a deep subject. And people have different opinions depending on their worldview on what guilt is. People have different views and different um, uh, frameworks in which they interpret guilt. So if like the, uh, the Freudian worldview would give a completely different answer but what is guilt? 
What is guilt? Is it, is it the acknowledgement in ourself that we've strayed from the path, that we commit sin? We're all sinners. We're all sinners. And it's God's job to judge. All right, so the way we deal with guilt in orthodoxy is confession and repentance. So we have to confess. We have to recognize what we've done. And then we have to turn from it. Yeah? So, I mean, the... If you're interested, look into Orthodoxy. Check out uh, Father Peter Hears. We talked about his work. Um, what's his YouTube channel called again? Orthodox Ethos. The Orthodox Ethos. That's a great channel. He's got a lot of great stuff. Uh, maybe read God's Revelation. Uh, Seraphim Rose. God's Revelation to the Human Heart by Father Seraphim Rose. That's a good one. But what is guilt? What is guilt? Guilt's the acknowledgement that we're not perfect. And we sinned. And so confession's important. That's why in Eastern Orthodoxy we have a spiritual father. So we have clergy. All right. Thank you for that super chat. I appreciate that. I hope that helps. I hope that's helpful. I mean, we're guilty. We're always guilty. Not a single one of us is sinless. Not a single one of us is spotless and perfect. We have to recognize where we've done wrong and turn from our old ways and embrace the truth. All right, so it's not just confessing to yourself. That's why we have clergy. That's why we have confession. So we confess to our priest. We confess to our, our spiritual father. We confess to God. And then we turn from our ways. All right. Thanks for the super chat. Appreciate that. That's a deep one, right? I mean, that's a, that's a hard one to answer. Well, it's not that hard to answer, but it's a hard one to, uh, to fully flesh out, especially if somebody's coming from a secular position. Right? Like in the Freudian world, in uh, you know, scientism, there's no reason for guilt in the Darwinian worldview. What is guilt? Just some sort of evolutionary stumbling block. And a lot of people try to get rid of that guilt and embrace psychopathy through ritual and through you know, psychopathic religion in order to make themselves more psychopathic so that they can truly live out their religion of Darwinism and dominate and try to control other creatures, other humans. But we're not about that. All right, guys. Okay. Eternal love and gratitude. Kobe Grimes. Barbie loves truth. Jimmy Wilson. What's up, everybody? What's up, everybody? Maybe we should wrap this up. Maybe we should wrap this up. You guys got any more questions? Feel free to send that support. Appreciate the support. We did get this, uh, this one, this chat. I want to thank everybody for sending those Donations via the Streamlabs, via Super Chats. If you guys want more content like this, if you guys want more episodes, please support. I mean, I can't say it enough. I can't say it enough. We get zero support from YouTube. We get zero support from the platform that we helped to build over the last five years. Six years. Six years at least. I actually put up video. I've been putting up videos on YouTube since 2009. 2009. I had old channels, which you guys don't even know about. Y'all don't even know about those old channels back in 2009. 
Those channels were about to get me in trouble, though. I had to take... Oh, I remember now. <laughs> yeah, Jessica didn't even remember. We did a crazy shit on YouTube back in the day. But yeah, you know, it's... We don't get support from these platforms that we help to build. We get support directly from you guys. So if you want more, if you want more content, support the work we do here. Support the work we do here. Thank you guys for the super chats. Thank you for supporting. I think there might be one more. Let me see. I got another, another Streamlabs over here. Is that right? Uh, I think we I think we've got all these. I think we already hit all these. Ah, oh, whoa, wait. I skipped one. Sid Meister, don't be annoyed with me. Sid Meister, you sent this. Did I did I read this one? In the end times of Re if the end times of Revelation are inevitable, is it purposeless to fight against what is bound to happen, or are we meant to resist? To what extent? We did talk about that one. We did talk about that one. Sid Meister, that's a it's a familiar name there too. I know you've been around for a while. We got some longtime supporters here. We got some people debating theology up in the chat. And the viewership's dropping off. All right, we're going we're gonna to wrap it up, guys. It's been a nice stream. Maybe tomorrow, maybe Sunday, we'll do another one. If you guys keep supporting the streams, we'll keep doing the streams. We appreciate it. Make sure to follow us on Instagram. There's always good stuff going down on Instagram. It's Primal Edge Health on Instagram. Tristan Haggard on Twitter. You can catch up with us there. Become a member, PrimalEdgeHealth.com. Check out our book. There it is. There it is. Our most recent book, The Carnivore Cookbook, Zero Carb Recipes for People Who Really Love Animals, teach you how to make the most nutrient-dense, nourishing, quality animal foods, the only foods we actually require, the only foods our body really needs are animal foods. So we teach you how to prepare nose-to-tail, nutrient-dense animal foods. Check out The Carnivore Cookbook. Awesome resource there. Jessica worked her butt off on that book, just like she's working her butt off on on what she's working on right now. You guys want to see? Say hi to Jessica. She's got, our, she got wool here from our sheep, and she is weaving away. And we're going to have, I mean, there's, we've got to shear some more, too. There's more to be sheared. There's always more wool. And you got sacks and sacks of this stuff. We need more, need more tapestries like these. These are nice. We made from the wool from our sheep. The wool from our flock. All right, guys. We're out of here. You can find more at PrimalEdgeHealth.com. If you keep supporting us, we'll keep doing these streams. We're here to support you as well. If you become a member at PrimalEdgeHealth.com slash membership, there's a link in the description down below. Next coaching call is probably going to be, I'd say Tuesday or Wednesday. Tuesday or Wednesday. Next coaching call on there. Big shout out to YouTube for crushing our channel and trying to destroy our desire to even use this platform anymore. Big shout out to the, uh, the technocrats at YouTube for trying to make it seem like this channel is pointless to try to even make grow. We know there are probably more people watching right now than YouTube tells us. We know that you guys are getting benefit from this and we're gonna keep doing it. We're gonna try not to get discouraged by this YouTube and try to get encouraged by the support we do get from our audience. So we appreciate you guys. YouTube, fuck you. And uh, everybody who's watching, thank you. We'll see you next time.